Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. The monsters will now start attacking Tokyo. You may wish to deny it, but your eyes tell you it's true. Sound. I'll turn up the sound so you can hear the monsters dueling to the deck. Why, hello, and welcome to episode 254, 253, I think, of the Kaiju Cast. I have all (laughs) everything ready to go for this live broadcast, except for the episode number. But hey, we're doing the emergency broadcast again! We are broadcasting live from the Kaiju Cast HQ, located deep within whatever mountain that is on Monster Island. Uh, joining us here in studio, we have Sane Donahue. Cheers. Dave Helfrey. Hi, everybody. Rachel Cook. Hi, guys. Gretchen Brooks. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and Martin Vavre is back. Hey, hey. Oh, my gosh. So first up, we got to find out how everybody's been doing. Martin, when was the last time you were here for a podcast episode? Uh, it's been a couple of months, probably September, I think. What was the last one? September, October, somewhere. Do you remember there. the subject matter of the last one you were on? Because you did sort of show up recently-ish, but it had been, you've, it's been a while since you've been regular here. Yeah. It's it uh, Pacific Rim, right? We saw Uprising. I know we did one for that one. Yeah. It hasn't been since then. I know. Wow. Time flies. Plus, I, I did a whole bunch of episodes where we basically dipped into the archives and I pulled out interviews where no one had to come over and help me out with that stuff. Uh, yeah, so it's been a while. I mean, it's good that you're back, obviously. I think so. Okay. Also, the Martin has a job. Are excited so. they, everybody said they missed you, Martin, and what's up, and yay, Martin. So <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We all want everyone to be Martin. yay, right. Martin. Someone needed the antagonist Martin. back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Everybody loves that guy. Uh, speaking of long time no see, we've got Zane hey. here as well, which yeah. I feel like you also can't. Did you come earlier this year, too? Or not this year, last mm. year well, or something? Yeah, 2018, while, I think it was... Summerish last time I was here. Okay, all right. Six months right. or so. And then, of course, Dave, Gretchen, and Rachel have all been here recently, although not, not you. For a little while. Actually, well, yeah. I, I mean, Rachel, I don't want to bring so the podcast down, but my cat Richie was diagnosed with cancer, so haven't been here in a while because I got to take care of him. So positive vibes from everybody oh. out there <laughs> listening you. right now. Sorry to bring it down. Being right to Richie. That's Jeez. reality for me. Let's turn up the metal. Yeah, <laughs> more metal. Richie. Yeah, for Richie. <laughs> uh, yeah, how are you doing? Aside from Richie, though. I'm doing really good. Yeah, yeah, doing really well. Yeah, had had a nice Christmas, a nice birthday, which are two of the recent things. Oh, and my gosh. Yeah. Yes, so the holidays did it's happen. Been, it's true. But yeah, it's, it was really good, though. Yeah, very relaxed and chill, which is how I like it. That's so, good, yes. Yeah. Hopefully everyone had lovely holidays. I don't know... If I've talked to any of you since Christmas, really, except for like our online chatting, uh, well, my chopped liver we hung out last week. <laughs> not you. I mean, you don't count. Gretchen doesn't count. Sorry. That's true. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm always bringing Gretchen down. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we uh, we have gone to get some delicious food recently. 
Gretchen is uh, is a little bit of a foodie. She's bringing me to uh, bubble tea places <laughs> and ice cream places <laughs> that are like pop up shops and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm like, all right, cool. Thanks for coming over to record an episode. I guess I'll pay you back by taking you to this ice cream place. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, this is the eighth emergency broadcast, our eighth live podcast. And uh, man, we have a ton of stuff happening. So let's, I've already introduced all the people here. Let's talk about the emergency broadcast for people who don't know what it is. Uh, I already mentioned we broadcast it live. So this is literally being sent out to the internet right now and we'll continue doing so until uh we finish the program no editing <laughs> it's all live baby so please you know keep it family friendly podcast hosts here we are going to be connecting with two people live we're going to be connecting with kevin Darendorf of the mazer patrol blog and podcast who has written a book called kaiju for hipsters we are going to be connecting with matt frank Kaiju illustrator extraordinaire, who I'm sure just about everybody in the world listening to this podcast, at least, knows who he is. But we're going to be talking about his most recent projects, which includes the comics for Red Man, which are pretty amazing. Uh, we also have some questions from the listeners that we are going to be answering throughout the broadcast. A ton of prizes to give away. Rachel, how do people win these prizes? Oh, man. There's so many awesome ways to win the prizes. <laughs> okay, there's two. Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, but it's very exciting. The most fun one for me, well, I don't know. I actually, it's a toss-up. But I'd say is the trivia questions. All of us have prepared very difficult trivia questions. So right. you guys better right. be sharp on your stuff reading all of the internet before you came into the chat room. Warm up that um, Google. And you'll have to answer in the chat room. So if you're not in the chat room already, jump on in. There's links, I think, on the website and on the Facebook page to get to the chat room. Looks like some people had a little bit of issues getting in, and but it looks like a bunch of people are in there. So that's good. Um, and then the other way is to, we're going to do a drawing and ahead of time, you had to have already done it. The names are already printed and cut out and in the box, but you have, we're going to be drawing names throughout the live broadcast out of what I like to think of as a pretty classic retro <laughs> style pigmon shaped drawing box it's the coolest we'll, drawing box that any much. podcast ever has anybody posted exactly. that yet yeah we've, so we've posted it, this is like a third year the, yeah i think this is the third year we've used it yeah it's looking a little well, shabby my cat margo <laughs> likes to try to like put her paws in it and dig into boxes try to sit in it and it's not cat sized well not margo cat sized no, no. so um it's, it's <laughs> been taped together but it's still holding up and we're still going to use it Taped together with love. Yeah, taped mm -hmm. with love. That's right. And Margo, you know, has and contributed to it. That she tried <laughs> yeah. to have her own design elements added. Yeah, probably cat fur. Probably. But yeah. the best part about it is inside, that's where all the names all are the names for are. people whose names will get drawn. That's for right. the prizes, uh, we have prize packs. Those will be given away with the trivia questions. We have six of those because we have six co-hosts here. We're six hosts here. And then we have three drawings. Wow, no, four drawings because Kevin Derendorf is going to be giving away his book. Matt Frank is going to be giving away a kaiju sketchbook. And Ed Holland is going to be giving away a cool prize pack that he put together. And then the last but not least item that we will be giving away on the podcast is a gift. A gift. It's <laughs> from Flossie's Gifts. It is an X plus uh, 30 centimeter, I think, 
King Kong from Kong Whoa. Skull Island. Whoa. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. These, these, gifts, uh, these, these gifts are too good. The, a little bit. A little bit. But that's how much we love you listeners. You might have mentioned this, and as I, as usual as these go, I got distracted reading the chat room. But um, did you say a copy of Redman was going to be included? <laughs> no, no in copy of, of Redman, but we do have some Redman pins and stickers and cards that have been distributed through the prize packs. What All Matt right. will be giving away is a sketchbook that he has done uh, that is actually licensed by Subaraya, which wow. we'll talk to him about when we connect with him later. Yeah. Cool. So uh, one winner per prize pack uh you can only win once so if you win prize pack one don't be upset when you win prize if you don't win prize pack five because you already won prize pack one and if i say your name twice and i take it back just roll with it i'm not good at paying attention that's what happens when that we do a live show yeah exactly <laughs> we can't fix that later but we also have lady <laughs> kyle here way in the back who is uh, going to yeah. be helping us out with some stuff in the chat room and yeah, maybe some social yeah. media things. Yeah. I don't know. Tech support. Tech support. <laughs> Have you tried turning it on and off? Again? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So I think what we should do is we should actually... Uh, Check in with the chat room. So who do we have in the chat room that's a familiar face? I know I see Mr. Mike Keller in there. Oh, definitely. Uh, Kevin Derendorf's in the chat room who we're going to be speaking with. Excellent. Um, let's see here. We've oh, Michael got, Deke. I see him yeah, in Michael there. Yeah, Michael Deke. He's a regular. We got Andrew who and Arian. Who, we met Aaron. He's my awesome kaiju buddy that wears yeah. the cool shirts. That's right. He is stylish. Yeah. Jack Horowitz. Let's see here. Kaiju sketches. In oh, here. hey, we've that's got, Giuseppe. There's Giuseppe. So, yeah. yes, yep. Giuseppe provided a whole bunch awesome. of prizes, uh, prints to put awesome into the prints. prize packs again. Absolutely. So, the yeah, prize packs are amazing. Sorry, I didn't you mention guys. You. They're really awesome. There's so many online that it's making me scroll through the names now. But yeah, I mean, it's so many. It's everybody's great. Well, thanks so, to everybody yeah. who's in the chat room right now. Thanks to everybody who's listening live. Hopefully, if you are in the chat room, you're also listening live, and hopefully, all of that is going. According to plan. Uh, I think we should go ahead and get started with our first subject. Clancy, who is unfortunately not here today. Uh, he was supposed to be part of this broadcast, but he wasn't feeling so great. He took on the task of wrangling the KaijuCast listeners in the KaijuCast Facebook group, the Kaiju Core, and asked them if there's anything that we would like to get answered or that we would like to answer for you guys. Wow, that was said totally badly. I'm not going to go back and edit Questions that because it's a live audience. show. Right. <laughs> Questions from the audience. Questions from the audience. Uh, so we basically got a whole bunch of stuff sent in from the listeners into the chat or into the Facebook group, and I'm going to ask those questions right now. So the first question, uh, I don't know who asked this. Uh, I might go back and get this while the answers are coming around, but it really only applies to those who have collections. Uh, what is your kaiju grail piece or what piece of memorabilia would be like really complete your collection? I'm going to start with Martin because you don't have a kaiju collection. Well, I have a King Cesar that you gave me. Oh, that's true. Um, and honestly, I've wanted a, a Cherno Alpha for a long time. Oh, Cherno mm. Alpha, the Jaeger from yeah, Pacific Rim. Yeah, and I, I nice. don't have one, and I've really, really wanted one. And it, I think they kind of did a tall of they that did one. They did. I think it's an 18-inch figure, yeah. Yeah, I would love to have that. All right. Yeah. Okay. So that would complete your collection. Yeah, see, Martin's like a collector, but he's like few and far between. I've been to his house. His his glass case is like a glass, small glass case. <laughs> He's it's a meat hey, you know what? No judgment. No Actually, judgment. I have a lot of stuff that's in storage that has been, uh, the, yeah, 
that that is at the request. So of you need need my, more glass cases. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I've got several boxes of things that I wish were out. So, but someday, someday. All right. <laughs> what about you, Gretchen? Hmm. I kind of want that from from Ultra Q the movie mm-hmm. that Terry the God's creature. Oh my God. Yes. Really? Yeah. Okay. Do you want that more than the uh, Planet X ray from Evangelion? <gasps> oh no. Never mind. That's yeah, my see, girl okay, piece. So- just kidding. I just didn't want you guys to think I was a nerd. I mean, let me be real. You're surrounded by nerds. Just, wow. surrounded. I really, really love her. It's a pretty cool figure. Anyway. Oh, she looks so cool. Yeah. See, what I'd be afraid of is that would be your slippery slope. That'd be your first step into, Kyle, when I can, where can I get more of these X-plus figures? And then I'm like... I've already infected too many people with that X-plus bug, so... What was the character? What was it? It's Ray from Evangelion. I'm, I'm looking these Ray up. Ray Ayami. Ay- Ayami? Yeah. I'm not going to even try. And yeah. then uh, she's And then she's like, like as the Planet X uh, Miss Namikawa. She's going like... Oh, yeah. It's cute. It's it is really cute. cute. Rachel, you are definitely a collector. I am. Now, they asked about kaiju, and I know you primarily, if you wanted to hoist one of your... Uh, collections up on top of others it'd be the creature right okay and pig so, bun. true yes that's i i probably own most of what i own is would probably be creature stuff but um but i i, I mean i i collect stuff across the gamut um there's so many ridiculous things but um but it's so it's tough to nail it down on a grill thing because there's so much that I already have that I've really sought out for and eventually got. I feel well, very lucky. Let's definitely in that way. keep it kaiju related. Yeah, then. so kaiju related grill piece. I'd say so. Can we do fake one like a fantasy figure? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so it doesn't have to made, be a real thing. X Plus has made Garamon, uh-huh. but they have yet to make a Pigmon. Mm. Right? No, they definitely have made a pigmon. They made a pigmon. Yeah, they've got a twenty-five centimeter pigmon figure that comes cook. with the. Is it with uh, the balloon? Comes with the Is balloon the, and okay, with the so plant. Arm. I'm really bad about figuring out who Vampire made what. Um, honestly, but um, because I will just I don't collect certain like type of figure. You know, I'm not like oh just X plus or just M one, but I definitely will see something I love and I'm like I need that. I don't know why you're beating around the bush. Everybody knows the answer is a statue of Pigmon. I would in your love house a statue of Pigmon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Surprise that it didn't just suit. <laughs> Pigmon suit would be amazing. Oh yeah, um, that would be so good. Um, but yeah, there's and one that's like Brian size. Yeah, so that would be great. So he <laughs> around the house. Yes. Yeah, yeah. no. Getting oddly personal. I don't want to know. Extremely uncomfortable right now. <laughs> no. Extremely uncomfortable. I need cat size version. Go on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> There's, I have a huge Pez collection as well, but I, I've got the creature Pez, which is super awesome. Um, but I do need the Wolfman. Um, but yeah, there's, there's lots of good ones. Ooh, if somebody did. So I saw uh, Giuseppe said X plus gigantic Pigmon. Yes. That would be pretty oh, boss, that would actually. Be super dreamy. Yeah. I would love that. Um, yeah. There's, and then Michael was asking, like, which one, the classic or the modern one from Max and onward? Gosh, I love both designs a lot. And I have a lot, you know, like the Bandai ones are the design from like the Max series. Oh, really? Um, that I really love that design of him, of Pigmon. Um, but I also just love the classic style too. So. I love the classic. That's yeah. the one I love. That's the one they have the statue of in front of the kaiju 
Musume made Oh, yeah, cafe. that like restaurant you went to or <laughs> yeah. bar. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. It, that you took the picture with. Yeah. Did, and Pigmon had a bow on Yeah, they put a bow head, right? in Pigmon's yeah. Yeah. scale so things. Yeah. 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 So it was uh, that actually, honestly, I think that should be your holy grail, that statue, literally. That would so be yeah. let's yeah, just go there sure. and open the door. Yeah. I'll just yeah. leave like a Throw you know, 100 yen, yeah. whatever. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'll be generous. Yeah. Generous. Very generous. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Dave? Popey King Zorus Tabra. Tabra? Yeah. Is that a ultra kaiju? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't even know who that Boom. is. Right there. I had the what, answer right. What ultra I've, show? Oh, I don't know. Oh, see, now now you got me stuck. <laughs> oh, man. I, I actually just started. But the King um, Zorus stuff, those are big, right? No, they're tiny. Oh, okay. They're like, they're like about, they're like about five inches. Or, okay. You know, like, okay. They're like 70s, Popey. I have every one. Well, okay. I'm not 100% sure if it's Tabra or Crescent because they both look the same. One of them just has like more spikes. They're both biped like, okay. dinosaur types. All right. And I found every single one uh, except Tabra. Tabra. Mm, it's All killing right. me. It's, it's like four decades. I've never found a Tabra. Mm. So that's my holy grail. Although, ironically, I am planning on... <laughs> taking my Popey King Zora's collection and putting it on eBay next week. So is that is that is that the one Tabra? Yes, there Did he I? is. Awesome! Yeah. Wow, Martin's on the ball. Martin is on the ball. Well, Already these found your grail. I don't. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that's that's, that's really fi- that's the figure. Oh, really generous of Martin to just go and buy that for you. I was I mean, trying. Seriously. I was actually really trying cool. to look it up, but my giant sausage fingers couldn't do it. <laughs> How does that end up on Amazon? Like a really angry Martin's nimble athletic fingers. All right, scene. You. I don't know what state your collection well, or like what you would say you have a collection. I don't have well. a collection anymore. Okay, as far anymore. as Godzilla okay. is concerned, I still have a few pieces, but I've sold almost everything or given it away. Um, but that didn't stop me from buying a Popey Godzilla Gang Godzilla on eBay because I've always wanted one. Oh, no way. Um, yeah, That's I got awesome. it for like 30 bucks, so I was pretty pretty pleased. But if I had a uh, Holy Grail thing, uh, the Jumbosaurus Godzilla, the one that they... Mattel. Oh yeah, Godzilla the Mattel one on. or oh the Japanese one. The Japanese one. Oh my it's buddy like, Dave the... bought one of those when we were in there yeah. uh, in Osaka in 2015. Yeah. Either that yeah. or that new. Uh, I think it was a Super Seven toy that basically is an accurate version of the Mattel. Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Those oh, I would get, I would take that guy, but he's still like three hundred. Those are good so. calls. Yeah. yeah, that's an expensive one. Yeah, but I, I'm I perfectly happy with that little Godzilla gang. <laughs> that's awesome. Godzilla Actually, I finally got it. You know, uh, one of our yeah. sponsors, one of our prize sponsors, Mark Peterson from uh, Doc, Doc Tongues, Tongues. <laughs> or uh, Doc Tongues. I had that shop. Now mm-hmm. he actually had some Godzilla gang figures that he sold recently, yeah. and the only one I ever had as a kid. Uh, was uh, was this guy Marucci? Yeah. And See, the only one, and I still have it from my older brother in whatever nineteen seventy eight gave me King Joe, like the robot that looks like a television. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and I've had him since I was a child, just because you know, yeah, it was a gift from a from a family member, and I've always wanted the Godzilla to go along with him, so I finally just broke down and bought one. Awesome. Nice. But, yeah, yeah, I I think if I was gonna. Go, really go down the vintage road yeah. I would totally that'd be my first stop yeah. the, the Godzilla gang I love them I wish I had the box <laughs> oh the, the box. box oh my god I didn't yeah. even know there was a box until yeah. very box. recently yeah there's a display yeah. box they Beautiful came in just piled in a, it too. a display box what? Yeah. yeah totally cool Yep. Yes. Uh, so on the chat room, lots of love for a lot of people's holy grail, or at least people that agreed with Arian. 
is um is Polgasari if it was an X plus. Oh my god. Yeah. An X plus Polgasari would be amazing. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Polgasari, we have two in the prize packs. They've been distributed. We have oh, two cool. videos, VHS videos from uh Maniac video of Polgasari. Wow. Cool. Actual VHS tapes that really do work in your VHS player. I know this for a wow. fact. Yeah. Nice. yeah, and the clamshell cool. big box, like old style. Yeah, with a super <laughs> metal-like yeah. looking logo that says yeah. Pulgasari. Yeah. Good Love stuff. It. Yes, And the Pulgasari soundtrack on 8-track tape. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> knock yourselves out, guys. <laughs> Good luck with that. It's the big records that are heavy. Heavy records. Uh, I guess our audio cut out for a second, at least oh. for some people. But okay. we're, we're back, so... Uh-oh. That's good. Well, yeah. congratulations to that winner. <laughs> oh, mean. So mean. mean. No, I wouldn't what? do that. <laughs> uh, I still need to answer the question. I don't really, I don't have a good answer though, because you to me, my collection is like it's always growing and you know shrinking, and I basically I sell things when. When they don't, when I hold them and they don't spark joy for me, that's uh, <laughs> nice. Let me be a little. Nice. I'll be a little uh, current with with our episode here. But you know, I I recently got rid of a whole bunch of X Plus figures, so I just kind of I think that if I had to say there would be an, a time when my collection would be complete, it's when I have sort of like one of every kaiju. But then that was uh, the rule I had or the desire I had before I looked into the ultra universe mm-hmm. and there's no way no <laughs> yeah. way i'm going down the ultra universe road uh by the way everybody out there if you're on the instagram lady kyle is adding to the instagram story as we are doing this live show so oh, definitely check nice. that out i will probably also download that and put it into <laughs> the kaiju core facebook group so if you're on facebook and not part of the kaiju core listener group what's wrong with you what are you doing with your life <laughs> what are you doing uh, you got to check that out. Actually, this is uh, where we have a whole bunch of these questions that we we're talking about. They came from the Facebook group. All uh, right. So I would say, yeah, that would be. Oh, actually, you know what would be cool? <laughs> An actual Godzilla prop. That would oh, be. Oh, that'd be pretty oh, amazing. That'd be yeah, something. The yeah. oxygen destroyer. Sure, yeah. yeah. Amazing tank. I'll just like I'll walk that. out of Japan with one of the two only oxygen <laughs> destroyers. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Toho, can I borrow this? Right. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. I'll give it back after I'm dead. I'll give it back. Yeah. Yeah. It'll just sit in my arms for the rest of my life. I'll I'll put Toho in my will so you get it back. Sorry, I can't come to work today. I'm cradling the oxygen destroyer. I'm saving humanity (laughs) from the powerful destructive forces of the oxygen destroyer. Uh, All right. So should we ask another question or should we go ahead and... Get rid of a prize pack. Gosh, let's do a prize pack. Let's Come do a prize on. pack. Who are we kidding? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Are yeah. the are the listeners in the chat room ready for a prize pack? Are ready? It seems like we'll see. are, is the audio cutting out right it. now? Like um, when? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not cutting out right now. Um, yes, yes, ready. Do it. All ready right. To lose. Oh, there. Come on. Be confident. Um, prize prize pack. Let's do it. I'd say that's a yes. Okay, so uh, okay. the thing that another thing I don't have in front of me is who's going first on trivia. Okay, so okay. Gretchen Gretchen's is going first. One. Before Gretchen asks the question, <gasps> can someone hand me the piece of paper that says what is in prize pack number one? Right behind you, Rachel. Ah, yes. So I would like to first thank all of the prize donors who donated to these prize packs and beyond. I should say. Uh, so I'll thank them as I read the individual pieces. 
Prize Pack 1 includes a Kaiju Core lanyard, a Kaiju footprint pen, Dr. Tongue's goodie bag. Sounds good when you say it that way. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> a WizKids leatherback and card, a WizKids Godzilla 2014, a WizKids Muto Mail. These are like little figurines that are used for gaming of some sort. I'm not exactly sure how that works. Uh, there is a licensing magazine, which I'm going to explain. Lady Kyle and I went to a licensing show last year where Toho actually came and was meeting with licensors. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, they are a licensor. They're meeting with licensees. Anyway, people who want to sell Godzilla stuff, basically. And so Toho had these, um, this big story in this licensing magazine about marketing Godzilla. And we grabbed a whole bunch of them. And so just about every prize pack has one. And it also includes a really cheap fan that you can put your thumb through and, and like cool yourself down with. Anyway, so that's in there. Uh, you got to check that out before you leave. It's pretty interesting. There is a big Godzilla special effects event Chirashi. So a little, little tiny poster, a rampage Chirashi. So the Japanese rampage poster. Oh, cool. Uh, Several works of Keizo Murase cards. There is an issue of Mad Monster Magazine, a Red Man, uh, Red Man pin set, a Red Man foil card, a Monster Appreciation Magazine book, or a MOOC. <laughs> Seriously, that is the really? portmanteau that Japan uses for that. Uh, there is a Nishikawa coaster. So it's like a coaster with the art of Godzilla with Shinji Nishikawa's artwork on there. Mm-hmm. A Keizo Murase autograph from Celebrity Icons. Actually, both the coaster and the autograph are from Celebrity Icons. And last but not least, Kaiju Sketches, Giuseppe's uh, Sketches. There's two of them in Prize Pack 1. So there we go. Those are the contents of Prize Pack 1. Nice. Let's have the question. Okay, hang on. Listeners, are you at the ready? Before you answer, ask the question, I want to be very specific about how you need to answer the question. Ooh, good, good point. Here's Rachel. the chat room of, protocol. This is for all of the trivia questions. If it's a multi-word answer, please put it all in one line. Do not hit, type the first word and then hit enter and then the second word or hit enter. It's way too hard to track who answered both words correctly. So you only get it if you put it all in one line. And that goes for all of the trivia questions. So. Yes. Now that you know the rules. So that Rachel doesn't go crazy, we can now ask. Okay. <laughs> Are y'all ready? I think they're ready. Okay. They've got like a five, six second <laughs> delay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mike Keller just said, oh, and then K. <laughs> Rude. Oh, <laughs> well way to test the waters. Well <laughs> Which kaiju is affectionately known as the corncob Godzilla? All right. Which kaiju effectively, or not effectively, what was it? <laughs> affectionately. Affectionately known as Corncob Godzilla. Where's the sound cue oh, for? Okay, so. Ding. Uh, yeah. J-Man, 1995-100. All right, J-Man, 1995-100. All right. The correct answer was Red King. You correct. were the first person to get that. So please send an email to controller at kaijucast.com with the subject line, Prize pack number one. That was pretty Thank fast. Congratulations. Yeah. It all happens we pretty quick. We didn't have time to do the Jeopardy music. That's what I was just about no. to say. Where's yeah. the music cue for <laughs> no that? No Jeopardy they music. They don't even here. mess around, man. What's no. the email address again? Kaijucast. Uh, controller at kaijucast.com, Thank please. You. Okay. All right. 
Prize pack one successfully given away. Hooray! Well done, everyone. Well done. So that takes Gretchen's question out of the mix now, and now we have to keep going with everybody else. But not right now. We'll go ahead and move on to the next question that we got from the listeners. If a movie studio making a giant monster slash kaiju movie wanted your help designing the monster, describe what that monster would look like. Insane. I'm going to go straight to you with this one, man. Mm, well, I'll tell you what it wouldn't look like. <laughs> one of Wayne Barlow's designs, because we've seen too much of that. Oh. Ouch. I like Wayne Barlow, but every monster looks like his work now. Um, what it would look like? Um, you know, I, I don't know that I can improve on what they've done thus far with the Monsterverse. On, honestly, I think they're going in the right direction. Okay. I, I can't say that there's any better way to handle a giant monster than kind of what they've done. Uh, Interesting. I know not okay. everybody has been super keen on them, but I think they did a great job of like trying to realize those things as real animals. Um, obviously, we're still waiting to see what Godzilla King of the Monsters, you know, looks like. But thus sure. far, everything I've seen, I thought, I, I don't know that I changed anything. And I don't know that I could definitively say that there's some way that I would alter the way a kaiju would look from okay. the way they're handling them, I think, recently. Although the... Pacific Rim Uprising kaijus were too much, much like the Wayne Barlow kind of designs. There's too many nictating membranes and multiple limbs and 50 eyes and glowing bioluminescence. And like, I would it's definitely just too get much. rid of the glowing bioluminescence. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that is something. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I just saw Aquaman recently and I'm like, I'm done with glowing bioluminescence. <laughs> <laughs> this I, sucks. I thought it was I really nice of GDT said, to I lend, them a, the lend them a kaiju for that movie. Yeah, though. yeah, for sure. Well, I think yeah. we all kind of dug them when the movie came out, right? Yes. Like, when Except Pacific for, Rim came out. We've seen bioluminescence in everything. Right, now. right. That's, yeah. I think, yeah, that's what it's getting at. Yeah, yeah. Too much. Too much lens flare yep. in every movie. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> but, a, that's Michael Bay. Yeah, I know, um, right? Yeah. J.J. Abrams. How many explosions do we really need? All of um, them? Right, yeah. Shut up! Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I spoke to <laughs> Terry Oshinakano, and he did say all of them. All of them. Nice. <laughs> they need to bring yeah. back glitter, like yeah. the 90s. <laughs> 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 glitter. Yeah, I'm in. All right, Dave, what about you, man? Okay. If you were designing a kaiju for a giant monster movie, I'm guessing a Hollywood giant monster movie, but yeah. maybe it doesn't matter. Yeah. How would you go about it? What would okay. what would your kaiju look All like? Right. This is this this is an involved answer, so bear with me. Okay. Okay. I'm ready so I would to bear. go to, I would go to the I would go to the meeting and I would say, What's better than one kaiju? And I would the answer would be more than one kaiju. Okay. Okay. And the producers would be like, yeah, that's great. Give this guy millions of dollars. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so here's the kaiju. Okay. It's like, it's, it's a whole group of kaiju. All right. Okay. And one of them is his golden robot. Okay. Bear with me. One of them is his plant monster. Okay. It's kind of green. It's kind of pink. It's all okay. Over. The other one is just like this half cat, half dragon, kind of like Gabara, maybe a little bit, but it's bluish. All right. Very specific. The other one's a big, giant, like this mountainous cyclops. It's got like red, bumpy skin all over it. Okay. And then the other one is this kind of like green monster with long tentacle arms, but um, kind of like the green slime, but giant. But he's got stripes. He's got horns coming out of his head. And then we produce this one giant, you know, giant battles. And they're all attacking like at the end of the movie, they all turn out to be the savior of the earth like they do in every kaiju movie, blah, 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 blah. So, um... So then they spend millions of dollars on it and it goes out to the critics and some guy from Ain't It Cool News goes, 
hey, aren't those the monsters from Yo Gabba Gabba? And I laugh my ass off. <laughs> that is the movie I want to make. I was like, damn, Dave's got it down. Like, I, he knows exactly what the kaiju are going to look like. I would laugh so hard. You know, one time, you know, <laughs> is anybody familiar with the character Doraemon from Japan? Like a super, yeah. like, cute, like a blue and white chibi looking yeah. cat. Yeah. Anyway, I was uh, hanging out with a friend one time and she said she loved Doraemon. And so. I drew Doraemon as a kaiju with like sharp teeth and like matted fur <laughs> and the bell had like blood all over it and stuff that are the bell around his neck. And she was like, not amused. Oh, no. yeah. yeah. But that's the kaiju. I, yeah, I might that's want that kaiju. That's what I do, man. Yeah. But all I right. hate this for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rachel, how many baby kaiju would you put in your kaiju film? I think all the baby kaiju. Would all the kaiju yeah. be baby? Babies. All the kaiju would have to be baby, yes. They have to start out as babies or continue to be babies? Oh, it is fun, actually, to see a transformation. So, like in Pulgasari, where you see the baby version and then the adult version, I do sure. like seeing that. Just as so, long yeah. as the adult version looks just like the baby version. Right, exactly. <laughs> then we're good. Um, but, yeah, no, I... I would say, <laughs> perfect. David Scrivani says, Muppet Babies, but instead it's Godzilla. Kaiju exactly. Babies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just I'm in. Toddling around, falling into buildings, bashing their head open. And <laughs> sounds adorable. Yeah. It sounds exactly it's what Rachel wants. Japan. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They all just need to get along and be friends. And if they have cats as pets, that's a bonus because I'm a big fan of cats. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, and rats. We can have rats as well. That's my second favorite animal. All right. I'm a giant nerd. <laughs> okay. So uh, rats and cats and kaiju. Ooh, Pete Quint said a new way to think about Teen Titans. And that's so true. I'm a huge fan of Teen Titans. Okay. Especially the, the um, well, the first show that came out of the Teen Titans like cartoon. Teen Not Titans Teen Titans Go, Go but the oh. one before that, I really liked. Um, but yeah, it's it's good stuff. And I'm okay. a big fan of the older comics. But um, But yeah, I like, I love when... It team when like um, groups of people or kaiju or whatever team up, and so I'm with Dave as far as a team thing. You yeah, need more than one kaiju. Um, <laughs> Teams but, are uh, big, baby. But yeah, so I love Teen Titans. I, that's why I love the Flash is my favorite superhero as far as superheroes go because he's got a great rogue gallery is what really sells it for me. Okay, and sometimes they team up and do crazy. Shit. And so sorry. Oh, um, oh, oh first one. First slip they, up. They do crazy. <laughs> she said a bad word. So without a net, ladies and gentlemen, yes. without. Annette, that's sorry to our right. child listeners right <laughs> ruined yes i know I, oh, everybody's ears they're poor ears I'm sorry. if it was if anyone was gonna slip we yeah. all knew it was gonna be rachel oh so. yeah at least she didn't say the f word she definitely has a history okay so would you design a kaiju like a scary looking kaiju or you only want a cute looking kaiju um i've just in the, the chat room here. Um, <laughs> uh, I like Mark's response of putting it in two lines. Um, that's a good running joke now. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, those who are listening and will never be able to see the chat room. That's hilarious. That's good stuff. Um, so anyway, yes. Uh, would you just would you ever try and design a scary kaiju? Or are you are you set on the cute Gosh. kaiju? I also love really dark, like scary stuff. And so like, that's my, I would say my favorite Godzilla movie is the 1954 original one. Um, because I love the, you know, dark tones to it. And mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot to it, but, um, but I wish, 
Um, but it, so it's weird that my favorite Godzilla movie is one without a baby kaiju. <laughs> um, true, true. But uh, but I also I feel like it's two different things. Like so. I think if you had, that's something that I like about Pulgasari, actually, is it kind of a darker toned, like, kind of... Um, got the lighthearted you know, baby kaiju, yeah, but, but the, the whole movie overall is overall darker. Is, yes, yeah, yes. so I, that's kind of, that's that's more what I'm into. Like yeah. Idris. Yeah, 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 totally, yeah, like, the, that's a Edis. big draw, too, yeah, the Irisu, the Gamera movies, but... I'm trying to kill this thing. Will you get that? Yeah, I've got it. It's we, like I can hear it bouncing yeah, against yeah. his mic. It's this, it's the it's the beauty of the scissor arm microphone stands, is so you can bounce into them and have them go. Bah, bah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> anyway, so let's actually uh, move along to Gretchen. What would you actually say if you were gonna, if you were going to design a kaiju? Oh gosh. And if you don't have an answer, that's fine. Hmm. He would look like corncob Godzilla. Like Sailor Moon? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Should we I, move on? Yeah, right. move to Martin. Okay. I'm, the monster people, are, they got this. So, Martin, do you even... Uh, do you have an do you idealized... Even kaiju have, do you even kaiju design This right is now? twice now. Well, Martin, it's you don't really have toys, but... Martin, you, know, you wouldn't would know you anything. Would you like one? Well, do you... Man, I've... I'm, like, I'm ready for your cemented kaiju design, <laughs> um, So, I am a really big fan of Samael from the very first oh, yeah, yeah. Hellboy, Hellboy yeah. film. That's and, a Wayne L. Barlow. Is it? Yeah. I really like that one. And I and it's probably weird that the one thing that I thought was the coolest of it was the fact that it had that giant middle finger that looks like part of its arm until it extends out and uses it to attach and swing around and move on things. I kind of feel like Leatherback uh, was sort of incorporated into that design when they did Pacific Rim. Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, just you know, parts of it, but I really like Samael. So, all right, cool, cool. So a giant kaiju version of Samael. I mean, I'm all for anything that has like a skull for a face, basically. Yeah, so. and, and tentacles, multiple eyes, uh, the fold up arm, uh, so or fold creepy. up finger kind of thing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, so I would say it's bioluminescent too. Yeah. Oh, dang Sorry, it. Sane. Well, is it bioluminescent or just glow in the dark? Well, he remember when he went underwater. Like, well, yes, I do. But at the same time, don't confuse him getting shot with the mark, the tracker. Right, bioluminescent. No, but doesn't he have like dots on him or something like that? Mm. I don't know. Anyway, probably while. not something we should be pontificating on a live broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> let's go we ahead. Let's talk oh, to yeah, me. We can't edit this. And not live, at least. I can edit anything I want later. Uh, just like this. No, <laughs> I'm not really. <laughs> the audio did not cut out. <laughs> Mark Good. says, nah, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my choice for a kaiju design is actually I love some uh, natural looking kaiju, things that look like they can be likened or uh, connected with something that really exists, whether it be a dinosaur or a giant moth or... I don't know, a giant dog, even, you know, if a, so if a kaiju has some sort of connective tissue to a real world animal, like I think the very first 10 years of Toho's stuff, that's when your best kaiju designs came out. So, uh, I would say something that looks kind of like Varan <laughs> is probably my, what I would want to do. Cause something that can be both bipedal and quadrupedal at the same time. 
Would you I, say Varan's like a flying squirrel kind of like creature? Yeah, unfortunately I would when he uh, is flying Missing through the, the air. He's <laughs> No, he has a tail. He has a long does tail. He have a tail? He has oh, a, yeah. He a, oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just looking at the, at the image, the figure you have over there of him sitting in like a rock or maybe he's... Oh, this one here? He's super shiny. This one? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just a little bust. So I kind of f- forgot that... He's kind of like, look at me, everybody. <laughs> anyway, Varan... Yeah. Varan is like one of the perfect kaiju designs, I think, I, except for when he flies. But we went over that in the last episode. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> anyway, so those are that's what I would say, really. Uh, I don't really have uh, more input on that particular question. Should we just go ahead and give away another prize pack while we're here? Yes. And then right sure. after that prize pack, we'll connect with our first guest. I think you're spoiling them. Uh, I spoil them every year. <laughs> All right, so prize pack two. Let me. Uh, who's got prize pack two's question? Number two is Sane. Yes. All right, Sane. So we're gonna uh, let me go over the prize pack details first. We have prize pack number two, including the Kaiju Core lanyard, the Kaiju footprint pin, Doc Tongue's goodie bag, uh, three figures from Wiz Kids. That would be a Scunner plus a card. Godzilla 2014 and the female Muto. You've got Uchison Magazine issue 93, which is a fantastic issue, I'm sure. Some of this stuff came from my collection, actually. Uh, <laughs> one of those fancy licensing magazines I was talking about with the fan, a big Godzilla special effects Chirashi, a Jurassic World Chirashi. Uh, and again, Chirashi are tiny Japanese posters for those who are unaware. Works of Keizo Murase cards. A My Kaiju Mechagodzilla print. My Kaiju is uh, my friend John Ruffin. He makes these amazing like photos and composite photos so of like cool. X plus figures in like they look like someone dioramas. should hire him to do actual movie posters because he's really good. So he supplied some prints, and so there's a Mechagodzilla print in this one. Uh, Red Man pin set. The Red Man stuff comes from Night Shining Incorporated, the people who are making the Red Man comic. Uh, modeling of Godzilla magazine book, a Nishikawa coaster, a Linda Miller autograph, both of which are su- uh, supplied by celebrity icons, and of course, Giuseppe's Kaiju sketches. So, now that we know the prize contents, is everybody ready for the actual question? I'm guessing they're just going to say yes. So, Sane, take it away, my friend. All right. In 1966, India produced a lost kaiju movie. Please give the title. All right. So, looking for the 1966, you say? Yes. 1966 lost kaiju film from India. Yeah. I wish uh, there's a lot of lost films out there that we hear about. Well, like the Kong movies, obviously. Totally, totally. The Japanese Kong movies. Yeah. Oh, oh, John Granken got it. All nice. right, go Good job, Gron- John Granken. You have one prize pack number two. Please send an email Congratulations. to controller at kaijucast.com. And in the subject line, write prize pack <laughs> number two. Thank you very much. Uh, also, that number is uh, that number. That answer was Gogoloff, correct? Correct. Yeah. Uh, I wish we knew more about there's, yeah, this there's film. There's like three right? production photos and a poster, and that's all that exists of it unfortunately have you heard of any of the other recent uh lost film activities like the great buddha arrival that was a, yeah. So that was Evan's yeah answer that was i just good, saw that yeah just recently guess. i saw something that about guess. that yeah uh evan is that what you're saying evan yeah his answer was a good guess arrival? yeah 
Yeah, so that one, I don't know what the deal is, the, what the story is actually going to be. Maybe we'll be able to get somebody from that project on to the podcast at some point. But basically, they started off with this concept that's sort of almost like fan film idea and just slowly started getting name after name attached to it. And so now there's like Akira Takarada is attached to it. Uh, Shelly Sweeney, who was in uh, the 93 Mechagodzilla movie, there's a whole bunch more people who I don't have their names written down in front of me. Uh, but we talked about it on the news episode. It sounds like it's going to happen and sounds like it could produce something kind of cool. So I'm all for this uh, resurgence in lost films. It'd be kind of interesting to see somebody tackle those King Kong films. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kevin Derendorf said that you can also find the soundtrack. To Gogola? To Gogola? What? Wow. That's awesome. I'm that's, that's what super he's referring crazy. to. All right. Awesome. Uh, so let's see. Yes. You said yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. So let me, uh, let me do some stuff. If you guys could do me a favor, just sort of vogue and shoot the breeze with each other while I get connected. I would appreciate that. All okay. right. Uh, Michael Schwartz says you guys need to watch Thunder of Gigantic Serpent. Mike Keller disagrees. <laughs> uh, so have any of you guys seen it what was it Thund thunder of gigantic serpent thunder of gigantic no, serpent was one. my stripper I name haven't. in college you <laughs> 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 uh, said starring pierre kirby oh of course <laughs> that that one yeah <laughs> Sorry, we don't know no Pierre Kirby. Yes, yeah. other people have not heard of it, so I don't feel it, as it's easy to stump me. But when you stump the other folks around here, that's that's impressive. <laughs> All right, <laughs> yeah. Drugs are required for viewing, according to Mike Keller. Yeah, or hooch. <laughs> people hooch? always say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, saying that. Uh, Dave, you and I were talking about this. Uh, 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 Boxers Omen. Boxers, right. that's a, a film that you watch when you have to be on drugs. Well, they made it on drugs, so you yeah, might as well watch it on drugs. Yeah, so, okay, I understand the concept. <laughs> hmm. Godfrey so Ho is the director? Oh. I haven't heard of oh, him. Oh, of course, Godfrey Ho. <laughs> no, I actually know who he okay. is. Okay. Uh, you're being smart. He directed like a witch. The, the, he's directed the an Thunder insane amount thing? of movies, like 250 yeah. movies or something like that. Like, really? He directed the, what is it, the Night of the Ninja or something, which was an amazing. Like, famous oh, for 80s though. ninja films. No yeah. kidding. That's yeah. hysterical. Yeah, it's amazingly funny. It's got, it uses a, uh, yeah, it's, it's incredible. All right, so I think we are connected with our first live guest, Kevin Derendorf. Are you receiving us? Yes, I am. Ooh, All right. He's quiet. Hey. I can fix that, though. He's so I can far fix away, quiet. though. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing today, man? Uh, I'm doing great. That's better. Uh, actually, it's ideal timing that you're all talking about Thunder or Gigantic Serpent just as I uh, uh, joined the room here. <laughs> oh, well, tell us about that movie, because I've never seen it myself. Well, you know, Thunder Gigantic Serpent, the whole, all of the Pierre Kirby stuff was uh, added in later. It was originally a, a, another movie called King of Snake that's basically the same st structure, but uh, uh, as a exploitation to the whole, like, ninja secret agent boom later, they uh, uh, re-edited the film and they added this uh, extra subplot that doesn't really add anything to it. But uh, you can actually <laughs> find both of the movie. Oh, really? Both around. versions are available. Yeah, uh, neither is in great quality, but uh, hey, that's uh, 
That's what <laughs> happens a lot of the time when you're tracking down obscure <laughs> things, especially that is from the price you pay. Yeah, yeah, the price you pay when you're looking for obscure stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you've heard his voice for the past couple of seconds here schooling us already. I love it. Uh, Kevin Derendorf is the host and creator of the Mazer Patrol blog and podcast, and not to mention uh, a huge, huge kaiju fan, huge anime fan as well, and just a general tokusatsu historian, I guess you could say. Uh, he has recently, recently written a book that's sitting over there on the table called Kaiju for Hipsters, and we're <laughs> going to talk to him about uh, his history in, the, in getting all of this stuff up to speed. Yeah, I'll take that. Thank you. Kevin, welcome to the Kaiju Cast. Yay. I can't believe it's been so long of us doing the show, and I haven't had you on the podcast yet. Yeah, I've, I've sent in a, a feedback or voicemail every once in a while, so I've I've been around. If uh, people want to sift through the archives and then do a scavenger hunt, find oh me, like, yeah, Bigfoot. <laughs> I or thought something. your name sounded familiar. Yeah, that'd I be definitely have seen it. Really yeah. great, since I'm not going to tell them what episodes you were <laughs> contributing to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I have your book here, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But first, why don't you just tell the listeners, people who might not be familiar with you, especially listeners to this show, how you got involved or interested in the land and landscape of Tokusatsu. I mean, I uh, turned on uh, television one day when I was like eight years old and saw Terror of Mechagodzilla, and uh, we were we were off to the races after that. But nice. uh, in terms of being uh, more active in the fandom, I think it was it was actually when I was uh, in my last year of grad school, I started a blog just to sort of consolidate because you'd have like your kaiju fans are sort of in one bubble and. Your Super Sentai Common Rider fans are in another bubble, and then your anime fans are in another bubble. And I'm like, hey, these things are all connected. So my sort of grand thesis was, let me put all of this together in one place and make connections between the two. And that's been sort of my my thesis as I've been going through. Nice. So I go to an anime convention and like, hey guys, let me tell you about Tokusatsu. <laughs> <laughs> I go to G Fest and like. Have you guys heard about anime? All the hip kids are into it. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually uh, sat in one of Kevin's panels at G-Fest, and it was all about Godzilla in his animated... Or not just Godzilla, it was all about kaiju in their animated form. Yeah, it's it's been a, a blast to, to do all of those, and G-Fest is definitely my favorite convention to do a panel at. Oh. Sorry, other conventions. Yeah, I totally... I feel that as well. <laughs> I remember like I had done a couple of panels at a couple of pet conventions, just regular comic conventions. And then I did one at G Fest and I was like, I am never not coming to this show ever again. It is amazing. Cause yes, the captive audience is quite <laughs> insane there and they all love what you're talking about. So, uh, you, when did you start the actual Mazer Patrol blog? So this was in, uh, 2013 it was right at the start of the year and i remember because i was at oak ridge which aside from the big laboratory there there's not a lot to do in that town so uh this is basically partially a time waster that the the blog got started from that but it started with some some movie reviews and a news aggregate and then started doing podcasts with uh skyping with other friends from university and uh other things ballooned from there so so what came first, the podcast or the blog? Just the blog, right? Yeah, it was a, absolutely a blog at first. But, you know, I, I had other friends that... I, I do most of the writing for the blog, but my friends will send me news pieces or pieces of input. Uh, every once in a while, I'll have a, a friend that'll 
do a do a full written article and then send it into me and then I'll look it over and post it. Uh, but generally I'm the, the main writer on that. And so what made you decide that you wanted to record your own voice and send it out into the waves for everybody else to hear? Pure unadulterated narcissism. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've been told that about myself too. <laughs> uh, well, so you started the podcast. It's, this is one of the weird things to me is like, I felt like for a long time, I had a really solid understanding of every kaiju podcast that had popped up, but your podcast like was around for years before I even realized it. Uh, what's going on there, man? How come you're, how come you haven't like promoted it more? Well, you know, we it's it's been around for years, but we only put out the 40th episode yesterday. So, it's really irregular recording mm -hmm. and then the the topics are somewhat scattershot, so, you know, a lot of the time we'll do like a recording and we'll talk about like the Slayer's anime franchise or uh the works of Rumiko Takahashi and then I'm like, "Well, this isn't really something for Facebook <laughs> Monsterland." And then I don't post it there. And uh so if I were, you know, putting every episode that we do on every single Facebook group or whatever, then maybe it would have a little bit better visibility, but uh, I don't want to spam people too much. Yeah. That's my problem too, is I don't like spamming people. I'm, I'm cool with spamming up to a point and then, yeah, I don't, I like never post in the Facebook monster land group. Case in point, I don't think I posted in the Facebook monster land group about this live broadcast. Oopsie. <laughs> that's how good I am. <laughs> There's so many. Well, you know, you're you're you're, you're recognized. You're the king of the podcast. So, Ooh. for the moment, ah, oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there there's just a. It's like the automatic crown from being do you know from doing this since well for ten years. Ten years for ten years. Yeah, yeah. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. But uh, let's talk about your book a little bit, dude. So, when did you? Because I know you've been writing, and I'm guessing it's not too big of a stretch for you as someone who writes these uh, articles and essays on these movies. But when did you decide that you wanted to collect it into a book? Uh, so it really came out of in uh, in 2017 at G Fest that we were having a conversation uh, out on the patio, and uh, uh, I've, I've been sort of thinking about doing some sort of compendium for a while. But the the concept of the uh, the book itself came out of a conversation there. And then I scrambled like crazy and got the book <laughs> completed for the next G-Fest, which was perhaps <laughs> ill-advised, but uh, managed to have something that was a little bit coherent come out. Right on. Well, um, so I'm looking at the contents right now, just sort of reviewing the titles of the movies here. And uh, with my co-hosts in front of me, I'm just going to throw out a few titles and we'll see if any of them have seen it. And this includes me, except I'm the one looking at the list. So I'm just going to start with stuff I have not seen. Uh, anybody seen Flying Phantom Ship, a.k.a. Oh, no, that's not an a.k.a. Yeah, Flying, Flying Phantom Ship. Anyone? No. no, I'm pretty sure that's not real. <laughs> <laughs> You're making it up. How about uh, War God? Again, I don't think that's real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How about The Last Dinosaur? Trick question. There we, we go. Yeah. The podcast. There we are. <laughs> Ooh, so I will say, if you, you know, hypothetically speaking, were to have a podcast where you had monthly Daikaiju discussions, uh, <laughs> it might, might be a good source of inspiration when you're selecting titles. Yes, it could be, for sure. Especially with Zarkor the Invader on here. Anybody Oof. seen that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man well you've got some They're titles in here that uh you definitely <laughs> no. we've talked about recently for sure like you have uh, a write-up of moon over Dao. right Dao. Okay. Dao. did i, right? I said yeah, it right though this right. time right mike anyway <laughs> uh, <laughs> you also have uh Reptilian, which we did talk about in yeah. Dragon Wars. The worst. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I, I got to ask Wars. you, Kevin. No, no, reptilian. Yeah, reptilian. Yeah, Reptilian's rough. bad. Yeah. Kevin, what is your take, without me reading it, on Sakuya Slayer of Demons? Oh, I, I love Sakuya. So it's, yes. uh, it's fantastic. Yes, it is fantastic. That's a super cool film. This is a, that's totally a movie that I want uh, to get released here in the States because it still holds up very well for being a movie that came out in 2000 from japan super yeah, cool all we have is that tai sing dvd that has chinese audio and english subtitles even though it's a japanese movie so uh it's we're, we're due for a proper blu-ray release or something something yeah i mean the five fans are clamoring for it kevin <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh sidebar i got to actually hold the the katana that Sakuya uses oh, in cool. the movie. I felt the power of the uh, Muramasa flying through. No, it's actually, I think it was real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I, it, I think it was definitely metal. Anyway, yeah, I got to feel the power of Muramasa flowing through my veins as I cut down everyone in my tour group. <laughs> Just, I would not do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So congratulations, first up, on doing this book. I mean, this is a really nice tome. And you have some stuff in here that we have covered, but you have a ton of things in here that, yeah, I've never even seen. A lot of things I've never even heard of. In fact, I think most of the things I haven't seen, I also have not heard of. That's what makes it hipstery. Yeah, man. I was into hipster. I was into hipsters before it was cool. I was into kaiju before it was cool. <laughs> Kevin, did I tell you that we actually got called? Uh, there was a right after the Godzilla 2014 movie came out. Me. And a couple of other people went to go see the press screening. And we basically recorded something right at the beginning. And literally right at the end, it was a 15-minute podcast. Our right-out-of-the-gate expectations and then uh, reaction. And someone actually commented with only having listened to that episode, too hipster for me. Yeah, but he <laughs> spelled it wrong. He said T-O instead of T-O-O. Yeah, his you credibility wrote, made, made me write him off. <laughs> this iTunes user's you're credibility. You're in your dang it. Just, Come on. Yeah, I'm sure he was 11. Jeff and it doesn't Brian matter. And, and I were all there. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was a preposition. It's like, to hipster. It was a toast. Yeah. I see now. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, Kevin, what is the what is the most important movie that you think you've covered in this that you at least hope people can get out there and see from your book? I mean, that's, that's going to be a, a hard way to, uh, to classify it because I, I do have titles in here, like say Gorgo that I definitely think everyone should see, but I also think everyone probably has seen, but there's also titles like say love and peace that I think everyone should see. And love and peace was great. Seems like, Super yeah. great, yeah. It's fantastic, but it doesn't have a U.S. release for reasons I can't fathom. Well, I'm assuming there's so. there, you have those like unfathomable reasons for lots of these movies. Um, yeah, <laughs> just like me. Like, yeah. why haven't we seen that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Love and Peace, super great movie. Also, with the guy who plays Rando 
in yeah. Shin Godzilla is the amazing Rando. Yeah, the amazing Rando. Yes. I'm just gonna say Rando Yamaguchi, and I think that's right from Shin Godzilla. Sort of Rando person. Uh, yeah, man. Well, I'm curious, like, what else? Uh, what's next on the horizon for Kevin? Well, for for now, it was a sort of a, a crazy whirlwind of putting this book together. Uh, so I have been on a break from another major undertaking like that and just sort of working on stuff on the blog and catching up on all the TV I didn't watch that year. But <laughs> but because I am I, I am slow at learning things, I decided that I might maybe uh, start work on something else. And I have a, a couple of ideas, but most recently the thought and, and this is going to be a lot like when Quentin Tarantino uh, talks about a movie he's going to make and then 10 years later it never happens but <laughs> right. uh, i've been thinking uh, a handful of things primarily we have so many books talking about japan's giant monster movies but you got stuff like dragon blue the calamari wrestler i Zara. love that movie yeah all of these little monsters and i think that is a uh, that could be a good focus of itself. Executive so. Koala, the yes. yokai movie, yeah, Choto the yokai. kaiju, yeah, yeah, man, that would be cool. Phantoms of regular size, as you will. Yeah, I am super into that. Yeah, I'd love to see a follow up to this too. And this is uh, this has a lovely place of uh, of importance on my dis- on my bookshelf here. I'm curious. Uh, I'm because there's so many movies in here that I have only like basically kind of heard of i think one of the most recent ones i i bought it on blu-ray but i don't um i haven't watched it yet i'd like to know what your thoughts are for like daikaiju mono that is uh i i think it's it's a step in the right direction for uh minoru kawasaki i didn't like it quite as much as i liked outer man but you know compared to like uh monster x strikes back i think it's it's definitely like a step in the right direction and it seems like it did very well, and I don't know how much of it is just because of Japan's pro wrestling scene and how many people are just checking it out for that reason. You know, all of his works tend to be like sort of big, goofy political cartoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So it's definitely one of those things where like you have to temper your expectation, and, and I think that that's always the case. You got to look at the broader context for any movie that you're watching, or else you'll go in and be like, "Well, I'm." <laughs> I'm expecting just a regular Godzilla movie, and oh, this is a this is a Godzilla movie directed by Ryohei Kitamura or Hideaki Anno, and like, ooh, this isn't what I was expecting. So yeah, yeah, I have to. I'm gonna rewatch Death Kappa with a different perspective this mm. time. Mm. Next time I watch that movie, yeah, I know it's a. <laughs> I groan about it a lot, but uh, it's not terrible. It's not yeah, great. yeah, I just I'm, I I spent so much time being angry about it. Because well, of what it wasn't, I need to watch it yeah. for what it actually is. If that yeah, and makes that's sense. That's one that, uh, I mean, you look at Haraguchi's filmography and you get sort of, you know, like you said, Sakuya is amazing and the Kibakichi movies are great. Mm. And Death Kappa is like a different beast entirely. So that's one where you have to sort of look at the what the producers were thinking. And these are the people that made like Machine Girl and Tokyo Gore Police. And then it sort of starts to awesome. click a little bit more. So Agreed. you're like, oh, it's totally the yeah. people that make like really cheap looking schlocky <laughs> exploitation yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think that was my issue is that like, you know, that whole heartful plea that Haraguchi had, not plea, but that heartful video he made talking about 
bringing these bringing back the kaiju movie uh, you know a lot of people have heard me talk about this on the podcast so i don't need to go into it too much but yes i was so disappointed in the end result i need to go back and change the merit of which i'm watching that film i guess i could potentially say uh what would be uh if you could choose maybe a movie that uh that has not been released here in the States that could be released potentially from your book, at least <laughs> there, there are definitely a few, you know, ideal like pie in the sky would be if we got a remastered version of war God, because oh, that's, that's such a cool movie, but the prints that exist of it are just beaten up and they look terrible. And I don't know if good prints of it still exist at all, but if there's one that I think we, we probably should get, and there's no reason to stop us from getting it. I would say, uh, let, let's go with the uh, Mikazaki, the Kid Amimiya uh, Giant Robot series. Ooh, That's yes. One that, yeah. Oh, man. That series. Okay, so as a series alone, that definitely needs a good English translation because it is dense. And the one that the, I think, High Notori fan subs did, or whoever that was that fan subbed it, they did a great job, but it still packs a lot of information into the movie. Or into the CV series, I should say. Yeah, for for sure. And, you know, on, along similar lines, uh, Pat Labor is another one that uh, the anime has been fully released here and seems to have a bit of a, a following. And I don't understand mm-hmm. why nobody's jumped on that live action series because mm-hmm. there's been. Great. Cool. Right. Their, uh, their, their two part uh, kaiju parody episode is just fantastic. <laughs> I will have to check that out. Pat Labor, yeah, it's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, right on. Well, well, Kevin, is there anything else we can help share out there with the listeners uh, of your work, of, of the podcast? You got anything coming up that they should be keeping an eye out for? We will, of course, have a link in the show notes to the blog. And uh, yeah, what's what's going on in the future for uh, for the blog, at least? Uh, no, uh, no immediate events coming up. I'll probably be on some panel or another at uh, G-Fest. And uh, other than that, just keep, uh, keep a lookout. We just posted our... Uh, review of SSSS Gridman as a podcast Ooh. yesterday. Cool. And uh, yeah, that was a, so a, a thing just to, to be warned about with Mesa Patrol is those we tend to sit down and ramble. So that was a four hour review. Holy kamali. Lord. Oh we, yeah. Uh, our, yeah. 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 <laughs> you guys should know. So the uh, Kevin and Justin, right. You guys did the Cthulhu or the Lovecraft and Tokusatsu episode yeah. series. But you didn't you sit down for like one eight hour stretch and then broke it up into like several episodes. I'll totally check. Yeah, that out. exactly. It was it was we sat down and we started talking and we're like, this will be about two hours. And then eight hours later, like uh, we should we should call it. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, then it becomes that debate of, well, does anyone want to listen to this all in one go? Maybe I'll just split it up for the sake of everyone's sanity or else they'll wind up like the hero in an HP Lovecraft story. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And with that, I think we should say goodbye to Kevin. That's the madness voice talking. (laughs) Talking in italics. (laughs) Talking in italics. I want to talk to you later, Kevin, about Godzilla, about Kaiju and um, H.P. Lovecraft, because that's my other interest. I'm always down to uh, to chat with folks. Word. I'll be around. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the broadcast, Kevin. And uh, it was awesome having you on finally. And we'll definitely be in touch. I'm sure I will be reaching out with questions about our any upcoming episodes that I'm going to be doing at this uh, this next year. 
So thank you again for all your help and thank you for being part of this. Glad to have, uh, glad you could uh, have me here. So uh, thanks uh, for inviting me on. All right. Well, we'll see you later. And uh, now we're going to give away your book and I'll get the information from the winner to you, sir. Sounds good. All right. Cool. Thanks a lot, man. Yay. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, thanks for being here, man. All right. And so now, gentle listeners, we are doing our very first drawing. Yes. Rachel, would you actually like to be the one that pulls the name out of the hat? I would love to be. Absolutely. This is for a copy of Kaiju for Hipsters, 101 alternative giant monster movies Mm. written by our just on the podcast guest. Kevin Derendorf. Say it's from me. Right. Should, should it so be said that she is stuffing her arm Tell down the throat of a pigmon That's true. to force yeah. the name? Yeah. Everybody, everybody already knows about it's the pigmon little, box. So well, you, you said out of the hat, so I wanted right. to make I did, sure oh, that we sure. were all... <laughs> Thank you for calling me out on not that, too. Everybody. I, I did right. not mean to say hat. I'll post it to the <laughs> Facebook room. Grab a name. Okay, let's see. Tell them, it. Tell them I won. Tell it's them. not. It's <laughs> not Dave Helfrey. Damn it! You're not my Dave? favorite. You are not this my favorite sh- anymore. This is a family I don't know if show. This guy's Dave in the chat room, but, was, but the winner is Matthew Solis. Matthew Solis. If you're in the chat room, just shout out. If not, no worries. Yeah. We've got your information. Congratulations on winning. If he's Actually, not in the chat room, I'm taking that book. You can't win more than <laughs> once to answer questions. Totally. You can't you prove it. But yeah, so. oh. <laughs> I totally thought you had a question. No, just stretching. <laughs> yeah, sure, Shane. Yeah. All right. So, uh, congratulations, and we are going to go ahead and move along to our next prize pack giveaway. I believe so. We've Yay. given away two oh, so wow. far. Time to give away prize pack number three, which of course means, listeners, get your fingers at the ready. Somebody, please hand me prize pack three's list of goodies. And I will read that off. And oh, I think I actually am doing. The question is mine, correct? Is it? I can't remember. Number three, I believe. Number three is me. Sure, why not? But let me. It was Dave, but you can have it if you want. Okay, it's it's your house. It don't matter none. Uh, Whatever. Prize pack three, however, does matter, and it includes a kaiju core lanyard, a kaiju footprint pen, Doctor Tongue's goodie bag, Wizkid figures of Raiju with a card, and a 1993 Godzilla, I believe. You know, the, the text on the bottom of those figures is so tiny. Quite tiny. And my eyes are getting so old. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it includes uh, works of Keizo Morase cards, the licensing magazine and Godzilla fan, a Red Man sticker pack provided by Night Shining Incorporated, a My Kaiju Shodai Godzilla. Godzilla. That's Godzilla from 1954. And uh, that's a little print. The Big Godzilla Special Effects Chirashi, an issue of Mad Monster Magazine, a Shinji Nishikawa coaster provided by celebrity icons, as well as a Mizuho Yoshida as Zerum autograph, Ooh, and cool. a Yuta, Yuta Mochizuki from Zoo Ranger autograph, both uh, provided by celebrity icons. That's kind of cool. Kaiju sketches. Uh, two pieces from Giuseppe, and of course, uh, I have also added in a Toho Special Effects Movies Authentic Visual Book, Volume 11, which is all about the 2001 Godzilla. Sweet. All of that is in wow. prize pack number three. Can can Mark participate from Dr. Tongues? 
<laughs> no. Mark, you gave no. stuff. No. He wants no. to win if you know if he can win Aww. his own prizes. Oh, Mark. Dr. Tongues is an awesome shop since we're talking about Mark right now. Yes. Uh, old school Portlanders in the room will definitely Word. remember Dr. Tongues' oh, shop God, from yes. back in the day. Worked oh. there for years. Man. So yeah. you guys know Mark very well. Well, yeah. I yeah. Worked we could for say him. all sorts you, of awesome Did you things. really? Yeah, I worked for Mark for like three years. Three years. Mark, say hi to Sane. Yeah, Yeah, man. Anyway, so (laughs) Mark uh, brought his shop back. It's called Doc Tongues. I had that shop, and it is awesome. It's completely filled with stuff from my childhood and yours, I'm assuming. So we'll have links in the show notes to all that stuff, all the donors who've given things away to us in these prize packs. Now, let's get along to question number three. Oh, am I doing it? You want me to do it? Yeah, let's have you do it, Dave. Okay, I'll do it. All right. So. Uh, it is so the, the first 1954 Godzilla movie, Japanese name, Gojira, which, as everybody out there I'm sure knows, uh, the, it's commonly accepted that the, there's some other theories, but that the origin of the name Gojira, uh, Gojira is a, a combination of the Japanese words for gorilla and whale. Okay. In 1966, in the Ultraman franchises, Ultra Q and in Ultraman, two kaiju, a gorilla kaiju and a whale kaiju appeared in 1966. Name in one line for Rachel's sanity. Yeah, one line, folks. <laughs> name those two kaiju, those two ultra kaiju. Okay, so it's got to be both in the same line. The Don't forget that. That is mega important. And the whale kaiju. From 1960, still waiting on the correct answer. Really, this one's actually taking. I love seeing people do it and like tweak it, and they're wrong, and they go back and try and do it again. There are there are primate kaiju. There are other primate kaiju that were in in 1966. We're looking for the gorilla, the gorilla from Ultra Q. Technically, it. I think it might actually be a macaque, like a big giant macaque instead of a gorilla. You think so? Yeah, just because. just because it is sort of... Oh, Mike Keller got it. Oh! <laughs> Congrats. Nicely done. Nice Mike, job. Good job. It is actually Gamakujira is the whale and Goro from Ultra Q, episode two, I believe. That two is correct. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So good job, Mike Keller. You have won yourself prize pack number three. You've been doing this a long time, so you know what to do. But please send an email to controller at kaijucast.com with the subject line prize pack number three to get your winnings. Nice job, Good, Mike. Good, sir. Nice job. Nice job. Uh, I think it's time for us to take a little break. Do you guys agree? Yes. Yes. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to prep a little bit of uh, <laughs> a little bit of music. <laughs> Are you going to get some hot ham water? Yep. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Wiener tea. <laughs> Lots of little bits of hot dog tea. White All right. fat floating in it. So uh, we'll go <laughs> ahead and fire up a little bit of uh, ukulele Ultraman. And then we'll come back with our next special mission report from Ed <laughs> Holland of Monster Attack Magazine.
Flossie's gifts. Godzilla, straight from Japan, comes super detailed X plus final figures of Godzilla and other Toho monsters. These super accurate kaiju statues are highly collectible and look like they walked right out of the movies. Get the X plus Godzilla vinyl figures now at FlossiesGifts.com. Don't let the cute name fool ya. This is Tokyo, a city of 12 million people. What has happened here was caused by a force which until shortly after World War II was entirely beyond the scope of man's imagination. Time and again, this thriving metropolis has become a smoldering memorial to the unknown. An unknown that still prevailed and could at any time lash out with its terrible destruction. Godzilla attacked Tokyo for the first time in 1954 in the sci-fi classic Godzilla. More than a blockbuster and more than the birth of a pop culture icon, Godzilla was a new kind of monster movie, a new genre with a distinct Japanese look and feel. Japanese special effects movies create an alternate reality where giant monsters are an everyday fact of life. The heart and soul of this alternate reality is the technique of miniaturization, the highly detailed construction of scale models of cities, landscapes, vehicles, and of course, the world-famous man in a monster suit. These classic handmade methods invented long before modern digital technology are the building blocks of the fantasy world where Japan's giant monsters reign supreme. The people who bring this world to life are skilled artists and craftsmen. For more than 50 years, they've labored behind the scenes, creating and maintaining the legacy of Japanese science fiction and fantasy cinema. This is the story of a filmmaking tradition, the people who carry it on, and the passion that inspires them. This is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. everything in his path as they go. 
what your eyes tell you it's true. Computer, where is Monster Island? Hey, computer. Kotira Combo, Mato. headquarters, are we reaching? Static on the line? How's the connection? And our connection is okay. Can you hear us? Yes, I sure can. Excellent. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Edward is the co-founder of Monster Attack Team Magazine, which dates all the way back to 1991, has worked with like luminaries from the world of Japanese film, TV, music, art, hey, including Haruo Nakajima, Shinji Higuchi, Sonny Chiba, Ben Furuya, Tak Sakaguchi, Takashi Ohashi, Yuji Kaida, and Leiji Matsumoto, who I had to look up at the end of that research. Uh, he is the recipient of a community service award and uh, from the government of Japan and works as a photojournalist in Yokosuka Monster Tech Team. Brings us a mission report from the newly opened Eiji Tsuburaya Museum in Sukagawa. Ed, I have to know, what is this museum about? It's amazing. Um, I've had the fortunate experience of seeing lots of different events and exhibits and being you know, directly with some of the masters of these of this genre but all i can say is that you know years ago they closed ultraman land and it kind of was a sad spot for a lot of people but when you go to sukogawa you're getting that world and you're getting the godzilla world again in one big swoop and it's overwhelming um for fans who want to go and be a part of that and see some of those things that you dream about or you read about or you see or you watch on your blu-ray player when you go to Sukagawa, it's like you're in it. It's all around you. And uh, the opening yesterday was quite amazing. The ribbon cutting ceremony, everything. It was just really grand. And I hope everybody gets a chance to go and see it. So the museum is a, a portion of the Tete building. The Tete building's there in uh, Sukagawa. And Sukagawa is in Fukushima, which is about two plus hours away from Tokyo by bullet, you know, by bullet train. So it's pretty far, but um, there's a lot of different aspects of uh, the building, the cultural center, but the highlight obviously is the fifth floor of the Eiji Tsuburaya Museum. So what is the significance of Sukugawa? Sukugawa is the birthplace city of Tsuburaya Eiji. So he grew up there. He dreamed there. He made plans to be an aviator. He left that area years later um, after his family was doing some business, and then he decided to become an aviator. That didn't work out so well, and then he went into special effects. But Sukugawa is important because it's a country town, you know? Um, Sukugawa was famous for things like cucumbers and, you know, vegetables and farmers and it's a different kind of lifestyle. They have a exhibit for peony flowers and they have a festival um, for fire and they have a festival for fireworks so it's a real country place and it's quite cold 
um, I arrived on Thursday and there was still snow on the ground. Uh, come Friday when the museum opened, the snow was gone, but it was blistering cold. And, you know, uh, you feel like you're definitely not in Tokyo when you're there. <laughs> oh, wow. So uh, what are some of the highlights from this museum? And, and actually tell us a little bit about how the museum is sort of laid out. It's like a modern art kind of building. Um, tete is like the, the word you would use, a child would use for the words hand, for hands. And, and it's in lowercase letters. But you walk in and there's like, you know, reception area. There's actually a convenience store on the first floor. It's kind of wild, you know, so it's got everything right there that you need. So what they kind of did is they combined like the library and other parts of the town into one building. And they've been working on it for a few years. And like I mentioned, the highlight is um, the highlight is the is the museum. But on the first floor, you have an office and you have a store. And on the second floor, it's mainly for children. The fourth, third floor, excuse me, is uh, like for library and meeting rooms. And they have like a tatami room where you might do like you know, ceremonies like tea ceremony or uh, calligraphy, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, then on the fourth floor, there's a library, an adult library, and there's a radio station. Guess what the radio station's called? Well, we're basically an Ultraman town, so it's Ultra FM. Ultra FM, that's <laughs> fantastic. Have, yeah, I know, isn't it amazing? And so they actually have a news station there, and it's mainly community stuff. There's not a lot, you know, of like, live music or whatever, but they, they mainly do news. So that's there on the fourth floor. And um, there's also like, you know, you could do Zumba or you could do dancing or yoga that there, you know, those kind of classes. Uh, they're also real heavily minded in with um, the adult handicap uh, individuals and people with disabilities, that kind of stuff. They're on the first floor, there's like a little store and some of the goods in there are made by handicapped people, which is kind of nice. Also, I forgot to mention on the first floor, and I uh, just remembered, towards the back, there's like a grand piano or a baby grand piano, and there's like three huge sculptures, some of your favorite friends. You walk, you know, back towards the back of the building, and you see a jumbo, the biggest I've seen in any of these exhibits I've seen before, a jumbo Red King, a jumbo Balton, and a jumbo King Joe. Wow. And like, yeah, exactly. And it's like really large. I guess, you know, when you're out in the country in Japan, there's space. So you can do things you can't do other places. And this is a permanent building, right? So not only do they have that on the first floor, but right next to where those sculptures are, there is like a children's play zone made out of wood, you know, on a little carpet and all that. And each of the items for the kids to play on or sit on or draw on or whatever are made out of wood. And they'll have like an etched in kind of a burned in uh, symbol from the intro to Ultraman and the other series like Balton and oh, Ultraman. Oh, super cool. Right there, yeah, on that's the awesome. wood. That's rad. Yeah, I love those, like, silhouette, know, those silhouette designs from the intro. That's really rad. Exactly. And for those people who are collectors, I'm sure people are going to want to know, well, are there collectors? Are there goods there? You know, are there limited items? Um, well, right there on the first floor, there are some Gashapon machines with some keychains that you can only get there at the Tete building. Oh, so that's kind of nice. Good to know. And then yeah. you keep going up. Oh, yeah, it is good to know. I mean, hopefully they'll still be there when you guys go there. And then before you go up into the fifth floor, which is it was kind of interesting. It was kind of like closed yesterday, so you couldn't just go up there. You had to have a lotto or you had to have a pass to get up there, so they're still kind of easing into it. But as you go up to the fifth floor – the Subaraya Eiji Museum Chronicle 
room, as basically they call it. Um, that starts with the a little library section, and this just gives you an inkling of what this place is like. Uh, I've seen lots of libraries around the world, but I've never seen a library that included so many things that you could check out and study about tokusatsu and kaiju and superhero culture. So, I mean, not only do they have like you know books you may have have in your collection or whatever, but I saw stuff from you know Shinji Nishikawa. I saw stuff from Yuji Kaida. I saw a couple of Matt Frank Godzilla comic books. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I saw so much stuff, and it's all for people there in the area to check out and take home and, and read and borrow, you know? Man, some of these books, obviously, you know, they're so fantastic. expensive to begin with, so maybe you just want to check them out and, and, and read them first. <laughs> that's awesome. So they really have built uh, not just this building for uh the community but they're also including eji subaraya the special yes. effects god in their community yes. from because he's from that area that's amazing in addition to that we can talk about it a little bit later but in addition to that the whole street it's the main street going through sukagawa when you arrive on the train station or if you arrive at the airport you're going to be inundated with ultraman subaraya culture from the get-go. So for them to make a building and then the highlight is to be Suurai Eiji since he's from that town, now they're bringing in more Toho stuff and they're bringing in Godzilla and they're bringing in, you know, people like the sculptor Yuji Sakai, you know, who actually lives there too. And it's just, I mean, I'm talking about it with wonder because I just got back and I, I want to go tomorrow. If I could, if I had the chance, I'd go right back. <laughs> oh man! Well, uh, what are some of the actual museum's highlights too? Like, so what? We got to talk about the Godzilla suit, right? That's uh, you. Yes. You mentioned Yuji Sakai. Uh, he made yes. a Godzilla suit, and it looks uh, amazing. It's the Shodai Godzilla, the 1954 Godzilla. Yes, and it's made in the spirit of Suburaya. You know, when you see it. When you walk up to the, the museum, you know, uh, it kind of they have this nice slope that goes up to the museum and they have a, a slope that goes down on the back and it's, it was closed. But it's like it's so gradual. It's like you're rising into, you know, another world and it comes around. There's so much space in the building. It's nicely designed. There's a lot of light coming in, you know, and the first thing you see is the costume. And when I. Um, met Yuji Sakai yesterday. It was the third time I met him. I met him first on the on the set of Toho Studios when they were making the movie for the museum. And then I met him at Godzilla's birthday in November last year. And then we met again. And he's like, ah, it's been a while, huh? <laughs> I said, yes, sir. <laughs> but when you see the the costume, I told him, man, that costume looks heavy now. I mean, it looks different, whether he did some touches to it or you know he put he put some fillers in it or something it looks heavy you know it looks really rock solid now of course you can't touch it and there's a ropes around it at the bottom but you can get up close still and they're you know they're still kind of toying with the security and all that it's still you know a work in progress as we go along but like you know anybody who's a fan of Godzilla I highly recommend going and it does take a while to get there but just to get up close and to look at the masterful artwork and the design of that costume, it looks, 
you know, like a living creature, you know, and um, it looks really great in a museum. <laughs> My friend David and I are going to be going in February, and uh, even just today we were talking about it because of the opening. There's been a lot of photos on Facebook and so forth, and he said just, and I couldn't agree more, he said the just being able to see that suit in person is going to be worth the entire price of admission and the trip up there alone. And that's a nice thing too. The costume for when you guys go up there or for when your listeners or other people, you know, listening in or around the world go there, you can get up close and you can take some selfies and you can take some photos of that costume. And that's, you know, that's a blessing in itself, you know, because some museums you can't take pictures at all in, right? Mm -hmm. So you can take photos of that, and there's certain things you cannot take photos of, but then there's other items that you can. And, you know, for those people who want to see some of the other areas who might not be able to take pictures, I'm sure they're going to release a video, and they've already done some stuff for NHK and some from the local Fukushima television stations. So you can see some of the other areas. So, you know, and it chronicles his whole life, like from when he was a child, and then when he started getting interested in aviation, you know, when he made the break and got, you know, super overwhelmed with King Kong and it has all those little, you know, stages and it's not a huge museum, but from the amount of stuff in there and the way they present it, it's like, there's, you know, even me being there for pretty, a pretty good while, I wasn't able to see it all. So I would like, you know, to go back. So it's something that people who come to Japan regularly, who might come to Japan only once, I highly recommend it, especially since, you know, uh, there's nothing like it anywhere else in the world. Totally. Yeah. So one thing I did, you you mentioned, and I want to sort of like boost up there is that we're, you know, we're saying this is an Eiji Tsuburaya museum. Really, it is a community building and they have a portion of it dedicated to Eiji Tsuburaya, which is Correct. like like one or two portions of a floor or something like that, right? Yes, but you know, not only that inside the building, I mean, there's there's uh, there's studios, music studios. Yeah, I mean, stocked with some good stuff like Marshall amps and you know Yamaha drums and you know guitars and like they really know what they're doing. When they open it up, they had uh, the the junior high school singing you know renditions of amazing songs. The mayor came and it was like you know there were t over 200 people there waiting to get in and. Um, I saw everybody from babies to, to you know, nine-year-old grandmas in there, and they were just like, wow, look at that, you know, and they are just like amazed by it. And, you know, that's one of the most famous people in Japan, one, and the most famous person from that area, and he's still alive and well, you know, and it's, uh, it's really nice. And just down the street, you know, there's, there's all these uh, Ultraman statues and monsters and and bakeries, and I can go on for on and on. I mean, you know, I could write a book on that place, and you know, who knows? Maybe one day I will. And if there, if I do, I'll add a chapter about that. But it's just an amazing place, and the people are very, very nice and very, very friendly too. That is amazing, man. I am so jealous that you got to go to the opening. But I'm also oh, you'll be there very soon. <laughs> excited. Exactly, I'm excited to be there in uh, man, like probably about three weeks. Anyway. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today about this with your special mission report on the Eiji Tsuburaya Museum. Uh, for the listeners out there, if you have not checked out Monster Attack Team magazine, I will have a link in the show notes, not to mention, I think you guys are linked from the uh, sidebar of 
kaijucast.com too. You guys have a Facebook oh, nice. page and all sorts of other stuff out there. Uh, now, did you say earlier that there was some sort of uh, prize pack involved? There sure is, uh, and obviously, you know, we're we're gonna we want everybody, to, you know, to listen in and, and take a chance and be a part of the festivities. But only one person gets the prize, right? So, in Monster Attack Team, you can hear the sirens going off in the background, right? <laughs> yeah, it's very um, Japanese. Oh my god, dude, that is such a Japanese sound. Like I'm getting <laughs> wistful just hearing it go away. <laughs> I'm only feet away from Sadashima Island, which was, you know, uh, Shocker's base in uh, the first Kamen Rider series. So, but <laughs> the awesome. prize pack uh, it kind of incorporates a few things. Um, we have uh, a Kamen Rider Heisei clear file. We have a Sukugawa City map in English of all the Ultraman spots and things to see. We have uh, a flyer from the museum itself with chronicling some of those things in the first floor. Very rare, non-existent, a Ultraman land flyer from Kyushu back in the day, which doesn't exist anymore. Some newspaper uh, leaflets from the Amun Plaza in Fukuoka, which does tie-ins with Ultraman all the time and Pigmon's in there as well. Something more rare that you can only get in one place in Sukugawa, and if people find it, I'd be surprised, but it's a set of Ultra 7 Suburaya authorized chopsticks with his uh, glasses on one side and the logo from Sukugawa. And something to add, just in case people didn't know, most towns in Japan have sister city programs, like Sasebo has a program in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And Sukugawa, guess what their sister city program is? Nobody knows. Their sister city is Nebula M78. <laughs> anyway, that's on, <laughs> that's on the logo on the chopsticks on the, on the packaging. But the, to top it all off, something that I got at Godzilla's birthday that you can only get from a few places that I know of is a smock, kind of in the style of like a, a shop owner or a restaurant owner that people would wear around their waist when they're cooking or doing things. And it's a Toho Studios official smock that you can wear. And, it's you know, it's, it's obviously an item you can only get in a couple places. So that is the price pack that Monster Tag Team is offering. Dude, that's awesome. That is so cool. I hope somebody's really happy when they get it. <laughs> yeah, they should be, because otherwise I will come and get that stuff from them. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I just want to say thank you for having us on, you know, and I want to say thank you to everybody who's been a part of this since 1991. And before, you know, if I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Joe Riley, who's in the Monster Graveyard somewhere. And I'd, I'd really like to send a shout out to my mom and dad, plus my grandfather, who I think probably, you know, some people always wonder, why are you fascinated with culture? And everybody has a reason. I think it, for me, it's the DNA. Um, my grandfather lived and worked in Tokyo and Osaka back in the day and worked with the Japanese police and worked with the Japanese uh, government and also worked with the 7th Cavalry. And when I was at the ceremony yesterday, for some reason, I thought of my grandfather. And, you know, I shed a little tear. And I don't think it was just because the people's songs were so good. But they were singing, You Can Fly. And I thought of Eiji Tsuburaya, too, because that's kind of the theme, right? About his whole life is flying to outer space and, you know, making big dreams happen. And I think the Tete building in Sugawa will make a lot of fans happy. And I, I sure hope somebody can get out there and see it. Well, Ed, that was beautiful. And uh, I know that I am going to get out there and see it. And I hope that uh, more people are able to check it out. I'll also have a link in the show notes so that people can see 
where this is exactly in Japan. Uh, Ed Holland from Monster Attack Team Magazine. Your mission report has been successfully filed. Thank you very much <laughs> for your service. Now we better go ahead and get the this prize bag given away. Thank you very much, and we'll talk to you later. Thank you very much. You guys take care. Have a great year. All right, so that was quite the description of the prize pack that we're going to be giving away. And, of course, big thanks to Ed Holland from Monster Attack Magazine for connecting with me earlier so he could give me that special mission report from Sukagawa about the Eji Tsuburaya Museum. Who is ready to win something by uh, the hand of Rachel? <laughs> Pigmon the, the, the face price, of Pigmon. Yes. The price pack is almost too good. It's pretty rad. It's like yeah. if, it's like if, if Rachel calls your name and you don't appreciate that, chat and tell us so we can. Right? Somebody else. I hope it's somebody because in the chat room. There, there shall be no pearls before swine. Yes. All right. So this is, of course, for the Monster Attack Team prize pack that was put together by Mr. Ed Holland. Rachel, why don't you go ahead and pick out the lucky oh, winner? Oh man! Oh, I'm so excited, you guys! It's a nail okay. biter. I've got a name in my hand, and it is Aaron Capes. Aaron Capes. That's a made-up name. That's fake. That's fake news. That's fake news. Fake news. If you're in the chat room, say something. I don't see it at a glance. Probably not. It's surely just me. But yeah, Aaron Capes is the winner of this amazing prize pack. Congratulations. Hey, there is. Yay! Oh, right. I mean, it's not really easy. Congratulations. That's awesome. I do love All it when right. we get a, a drawing winner in the uh, chat room. That's and pretty You know rad. what we got to say about that? Good on him. Good yeah. on him. Yeah. Way to be in two places at once. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. yeah. Who cares about trivia, right? You just want to get into the drawings. That's the real good stuff. All right. Well, congratulations, Aaron. I think, uh, you know what? We should probably do another prize pack giveaway, right? So we've got three more left to yeah. give away. We've got Matt Frank coming in pretty soon to uh, talk about his stuff. Let's go ahead and give away another prize pack. So prize pack number four includes a Kaiju Core lanyard, a Kaiju footprint pin, a Dr. Tongue's goodie bag, a WizKids knife head and card, a WizKids Godzilla 67, I believe. He's got sort of a tall forehead, so I think that's him. Uh, <laughs> Nishikawa's coasters, supplied by Celebrity Icons. Uchison Magazine, Volume 85 from 1998. One of those fancy licensing magazines and the fan. A big Godzilla special effects, Chirashi. A Chirashi for Solo, so a Japanese miniature poster for Solo. Uh, sometimes when you buy things from Japan, like the guys, <laughs> like they, they will send they'll send all sorts this. of stuff. In it. Well, I, I mean, mean, somebody, uh, somebody wants, wants it, it Rachel. <laughs> somebody, anyway. Right, also be right. Chirashi from 27 Dresses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kept that one. Oh, kept that one. Right. So uh, Redman stickers provided by Night Shining Inc. A My Kaiju Shin Godzilla print. Very beautiful work from John Ruffin. A works or several works of Keizo Murase cards. A Gamera 1999 magazine book. And I actually do want to say this is one of the things like sort of from my collection. And uh, it is cool. Not only do you get stuff from the 1999 film, like behind the scenes photos, there's actually a manga in the back of the magazine that oh, they cool. made specifically nice. for the magazine. Huh. All right. So uh, in addition to that, there is a Monster Project CD and... 
a Ben Furuya autograph provided oh, by cool. uh, celebrity icons and a Kaiju Sketches where it's a couple of pieces of artwork from Giuseppe, a.k.a. Kaiju Sketches on Instagram. All right. So that is prize pack number four. Am I the question asker yeah. for prize pack you number four? You are number four. four. Yes. Uh, okay. So I should probably bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> what is the question? The question, which I'll tell you in just a second, really? Because uh, it should be in my it sent. <laughs> it should be in my sent folder. <laughs> uh, okay, so in 1964, ten years after Godzilla debuted, Toho released three giant monster movies: Mothra vs. Godzilla, Giga the Three-Headed Monster, and what other kaiju film? Who is going to be the winner of prize pack number four? I'm looking in the chat room right now for somebody. <laughs> throwing down the right answer. Dude. No, no. How yes, Robert Wright Stasco got... Nope. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Arian got Dogura. Hinosa. Yeah. Hino Sorry, I'm terrible. Arian, you won, dude. Congratulations. Yes, you win prize pack number four. Uh, please send an email to controller at kaijucast.com with an e, uh, subject line price pack number four, please. These questions are too easy. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag list. We should have hardballed at least one of them. Yeah, maybe, uh, you know, maybe Martin That's can true. rewrite his That's now. That's true. Corncob Godzilla hard. is hard, man. Make it hard. <laughs> <laughs> this, hey, there's kids listening. Um, what? I meant make it difficult <laughs> to it. answer your question, Martin. Jeez. Wackity smackity do. Okay, so if you guys would do me a favor, uh, let's actually answer one of those questions from the listeners. Uh, let me find this. So we've got our third question from the listeners. This should be an easy one to tackle. We already sort of talked about it a little bit. We can, you know expand on this answer a little bit too the question was in your opinion if toho was to make another series of godzilla films could it be successful if mothra and ghidra were not involved yes <laughs> yes. yes absolutely yes. oh my gosh please yeah. <laughs> yes. i was reading the chat room i didn't hear the question <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, basically, if, if Toho started up Godzilla again, do you think that it could be successful without Mothra and King Ghidra? Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's funny. I love yes. King Ghidra, but man. I'm done a little yeah. bit. Yeah. If oh, anything, like a solo film, Back to the Dorats and all that. Film, yeah. Yes. See? Yes. High five, girl. Woo. Yeah, Dorats. These kids, are, these kids For the win. are Dorats. That's oh, yeah, the Dorats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, so good. Hey, I have man. Dorats so tattooed on my so arm. Somebody's got to like Dorats. <laughs> no Dorat, hey. Somebody does. Yeah. Somebody's got to like Dorats. And they just happen to be in here in this room sitting next true, to you. <laughs> but just is remember. it technically true? Yeah. 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 I don't know if I would be yeah. down for another King Ghidra movie. I really feel, I mean, as people know from listening to the show, I really feel that King Ghidra... Mothra and Mechagodzilla are so overused are yeah. that we really don't need to see any more iterations of them until until Toho the next American makes one comes up, out. Right, baby. exactly. Sure, Jeez. but I'm talking about for Toho. Like they need to focus on either monsters that they haven't rebooted, yeah, or create new ones, or create new, new ones. Yeah. Exactly. I'm all down for them. All down for Skeleturtle. older, like, <laughs> I would love to see Varan make a comeback, you know? I'd love to see Manda come back again. I'd like to see Biolante. I'd like to, there's all sorts Gigan. of monsters that, 
we're being deprived of, even though we have seen them maybe once or twice. Like, I want to see a new Gigan. Yeah, like, we've got to see, see Final Gigan. Wars Gigan, but that was that was eh, funny, Gigan. Yeah. <laughs> Gana, uh, what would that be? Uh, bondage banana hands. Michael's comment waits for the Hedra Ibra buddy comedy film. I'd there watch that. <laughs> yeah. I'd watch that film. Says, Easy is win at the Kaiju Cast HQ. It's a shrimp watch thing. Watch the crap out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Gabara. Because shrimp are already yeah. garbage. Anyway, uh, let's go oh, ahead. Shrimps are the most delicious. So, so anybody have any other pontification on the King Ghidra, Mothra, even Mechagodzilla? Because... They were I'm so tired of Mechagodzilla right now. Yeah, same I mean, here. just I mean, I love oh, that anime. <laughs> that anime. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is there anybody here who like feels that? I mean, you've all seen the trailer. Yeah, Mama Gone. You've all seen the trailer for the new God, the American Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is there anybody feel that they like kind of like what violated the sanctity of? Mothra's character design by no no, no. good yeah. cool okay, good no, I think nah. they did a great job all right that's awesome I'm I looking think... forward to seeing how it looks on the big screen in the long run yeah but overall I'm no, not upset huge, with any of the monster design huge, no I think they've all great. I think they've done a great job with all yeah them. yeah okay exactly. just checking just yeah we're all on the same page here I have here. not watched the trailer so that's, just say whatever. really there was a I don't a, like spoilers I hate watching trailers I feel like it gives away too much it's it's really good they had a a newer cut trailer last night on the oh, exit really? room yeah it had oh. it had some scenes that i hadn't seen before just a couple little ones but yeah, yeah i'm in looks real and i really like this director a lot yeah I do he's too, extremely he seems, talented well, the director? he seems very honest uh yeah michael Mike doherty, doherty. Yeah. oh doherty doherty yeah he did the yeah. trick or treat no of course he did yeah, yeah and krampus. krampus and yes and yep wrote a bunch of the x-men movies yep. which we'll forgive him for yeah, he, yeah, <laughs> he no, wrote them like, he didn't direct them no, yeah. well, you know, but no he, trick or treat and and krampus are spot on yeah yeah that's great. Yep. So I'm I'm very excited for that. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Are you guys ready to connect with our next guest Uh if they're ready, sure. <laughs> I think they're ready, yeah. That sounds like Oh, oh yeah. yeah, my favorite. What? 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 Who loves that sound what from Skype? That? Not me. That's why I should always mute my microphone. Did we just get a whammy or something with that <laughs> we, one? Yeah, we totally <laughs> got a whammy. Yeah. No whammies. No whammies. But we have Matt Frank on the line with us. Yay! Yay. Oh. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Frank. Hey, Matt. Where is that jerk? He owes me five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, that would be me, I guess. Hi, guys. Hey, hey, man. Thank you so much for joining us today on our emergency broadcast. I'm glad to be here, and hopefully I'm not the emergency. Uh, maybe it's something <laughs> more, you know, uh, t- uh, tolerable than that. Anyway, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to be here. It's... Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think I was on an emergency broadcast, what, Probably. four or five years ago? Oh, man. I was I, thinking that, too, I think actually. you might have been on the first one. It was the first one, maybe. I, I didn't look to wow. see how. I mean, we are on the eighth one right now, but I don't think uh, I have any notes that say who was on each <laughs> one. I do. I did tell Matt this the other day when we were sort of doing a connection test. I'm almost positive that out of all of the people we've had on the podcast in 10 years of doing this show, Matt is taking that number one spot as the most times on the kaiju cast <laughs> Yay! yeah that's, that's extremely flattering i actually really appreciated that because uh you know i'm i i love the show and everything and you know you've you've definitely uh, kyle definitely has has his pick of people to have on mic so i uh yeah i appreciate it i really do so glad to be here 
Pikachu, I choose you. <laughs> oh my! Everybody! Oh no! Everybody oh no! In the it's chat a weird, room loves gross live-action Pikachu. Quick, kill it before it <laughs> I'm just kidding. I actually really kind of like that movie, and I'm kind of excited for it. Anyway, anyway, uh, I did not give you a, a proper introduction, but if anyone who's listening to the podcast is not familiar with the name of Matt Frank, what have yep. you been doing with your life? He is a kaiju <laughs> illustrator extraordinaire. He's a guy. He, he uh, did comic book art. He's just some dude, He's man. He's a guy. He's yeah. just a guy trying to make his way in the world, drawing monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, he worked on IDW's Godzilla series. He has worked on uh, Transformers as well, right? Yes, that's correct. I've um, I've worked on – yeah, Godzilla was the big thing. I did quite a few Transformers projects kind of in between Godzilla stuff. Um, <clears throat> I did a little bit of Mars Attacks, which is funny because a lot of oh. people don't know that. Oh, I and, didn't realize uh, that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and I've, I've, I've kind of bopped around uh, outside of Godzilla. Recently, though, I managed to, to uh, uh, check off my personal list of franchises, both Gamera and Ultraman, as being officially connected to both of those. Yes, so. yeah. yes. Official artist of all the three big kaiju franchises. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's uh, it's been it's been a heck of a couple of years, especially with all this stuff happening in Japan. So, yeah. So you were just in Japan recently. Yes, I was back in November. Just before I was in Japan, actually. In fact, I think I our trip either did actually overlap one day or it was like separated by one day. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember you and I were talking about that a little bit and it was almost like uh, it was it was agony because I, know, I I think the one time you and I were in Japan at the same time, we I like I think you came to a signing I had with uh, Nishikawa sensei. I did. Um, yes, yes. That's where I got yeah, to meet you, him first. Like the first time I got to meet him, really. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he's fantastic. I actually was really sad I didn't get to see him this last year. I actually didn't get to see a lot of people. I was really busy this last time. You seemed like you were running around all over the place, Ben. <laughs> well, it, it should put things in perspective a little bit. I I landed. I landed on Thursday. I, uh, Friday, you know, hung around a little bit Saturday, had to get up in the morning and get on another flight to Osaka. (laughs) Oh, wow. You flew to Osaka. Yeah. I flew to Osaka. And then, uh, the next day, like the next evening, I took the, uh, bullet train back. Okay. Okay. Right on. Yeah. Interesting, man. I got to know just quick sidebar. We don't need to spend too much time on it because everybody (laughs) listening will be like, oh my God, more Japan talk. Uh, yeah. How did you find the the process of getting a flight to Osaka versus just hopping on a Shinkansen? You know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be that guy and say I have people for that. Oh, so <laughs> they well, I just feel like you're showing off. Now. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I did. You know, I was like, man, I'm gonna sound like such a prick if I say this, but you know, it's funny. <laughs> No, I um uh, I was actually very fortunate that the um the good people at Phase Six, who's the primary publishing company I work with, uh, they were a really big help in uh, uh, selecting a flight for me. And then uh, they were like, "Okay, do you wanna do you wanna like get a flight back, or you just wanna take the train back? Because then you or can swim. go back with one of our <laughs> one of our people, and you don't you know you don't have to go through the rigmarole of going to the airport and stuff." Um, but the the actual uh going to the airport 
like and taking a domestic flight in Japan, uh, that was a really interesting experience because, you know, it's very quiet. <laughs> it's um, and everything is very efficient and you're just you're in and you're out. Um, That's good. And though. they have a delightful little food stand next to the uh, departure gate. Uh, what uh, does Japan not have a delightful food stand next to? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I think it's a law. They're landfills. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. The best landfill you will ever eat next to the landfill. <laughs> Absolutely. Fukushima? Yeah. I'm hoping. Oh, no. <laughs> so uh, let's talk a yep. little bit about what you've been working on recently. Let's dive right into Red Man. How did you get sure. involved with the comic in like at all? And and really, <laughs> like, how did this comic come about? Because first up, Red Man. Secondly, official Subaraya. <laughs> like, tell us what happened here. Okay, so to give a quick rundown for those who don't know, Red Man is owned by the company Subaraya Productions, who owns Ultraman. Um what a lot of people don't actually know is that uh Subaraya has an entire backlog of superheroes like uh, they uh, i mean I, not as many as say dc or marvel but they could give them a run for their money considering how many characters they have and um red man was sort of forgotten about and it sort of it became known uh back in i want to say 2016 because super i started putting stuff on their youtube channel and oh, right, they, some, right, yeah. somebody just decided uh, screw it. Just put all 130 something episodes of red man up. <laughs> but, um, uh, and, and, and red man is just this, they're just these little two minute shorts of, of guys running around the wilderness, no miniatures and no story. They're just guys in rubber suits, clobbering the crap out of each other. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And it sort of went low key viral. Like a lot of people had rediscovered it and were like, this is nuts. Like, this is kind of crazy. So I blame Tumblr. I, I Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I definitely like blame the Tumblr, Tumblr for that. The Tumblr Kaiju community really took it and ran with it. Um, and, and it's really kind of those people we made the comic for. <laughs> because... <laughs> Be, and the Japanese fans. There are too, dozens because, of us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> dozens! Um, yeah. Uh, uh, and then what happened was my editor at phase six, Andrew Hall, um, who I had, he is that company. I'd already been working with them, putting out uh, re-releasing the Godzilla comics from IDW over in Japan. So we already had this established relationship and he said, Oh man, we have to make a comic out of this. And my first reaction was, yeah, huh? Sure. Yeah, we'll do that. That'll happen. Um, so so he said, no, 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 we're going to have a meeting with Subaraya. Like, like, go ahead and throw some sketches together. And I'm like, okay, uh, here's some sketches, I guess. And I just, I just doodled some stuff. I was like, yeah, this would be fun. And this would be fun. And that's kind of fun. Fired it off. Didn't give it a second thought. <laughs> and within about a week, Andrew messaged me back and said, Matt, we got the license. Get to work. Wow. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. It, it, and, and I wound up like I wound up writing it myself and like coming up with how the whole the whole thing worked, because a lot of it was having to essentially create a story where there was none. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It, it's, ex- it's like, how do ahead. you make how do you make the concepts of this Red Man show where there is, like Matt said, no story, no plot, no lines? How do you turn that into a coherent graphic novel? 
it it actually winds up being a little easier than you'd think because it, 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 it's like one of those things. Human beings are we're kind of genetically programmed to look for narratives, to look for like to make connections and to connect things so that we can relate to it. And the Red Man show is shot and filmed in such a way that it almost feels like you're watching a snuff film. Like, <laughs> what the like hell? little kid listeners, don't look that up. Don't Google that. <laughs> well, what I mean is it, it, it's something that it feels like something you're not supposed to be watching. Or rather, it almost feels like a documentary, like it's this rough and tumble thing that's really happening. And because literally they didn't have like tripods, they didn't have like like any kind of dollies or rigs while they were filming this. They just ran around with a handheld camera uh, while Redman and these monsters fought and everything is filmed in like the winter. So everything is dead. All the white plants are dead. Everything's dried out and dead. And it's very bleak and very kind of upsetting to watch. (laughs) And so from that, this story of like a character, this warrior, I described it to a a, a Japanese friend of mine as basically like this wandering Ronin, um, this wandering samurai type character who's essentially lost in this this endless wilderness. And he's just killing monsters and he doesn't know anything else. And so from that, I started extrapolating like, okay, well, why is he there? And what, where are the monsters coming from? Is there something keeping him there? Did he come from somewhere else? Because there actually are old magazines that do detail like who Redman is and where he came from. Oh, really? Outside of the show. Oh, I did not know that. That's cool. It's not terribly creative. They say things like, well, he's from Planet Red. (laughs) (laughs) So, and if you get volume two, you will actually see Planet Red. He Uh. enjoys red drink. (laughs) Yes, red rum, red wine. Um, (laughs) We actually, we actually have been kicking around the idea of doing a marketing uh, tie-in and calling it Red the Wine. Uh, Nice. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, and Red Man just sits down, has a nice, has a nice uh, glass of Merlot with a kaiju. Yeah, um, instead of like the sword, he's holding like one of those uh, deer skin or a kaiju skin like bottle holder for his <laughs> red wine. <laughs> Very well, given that Subaraya really loves marketing and they love uh, digging into like, um, I mean, there are wine uh, uh, bottles of wine over there that are uh, uh, branded with specific kaiju from like the Ultra series and stuff. Totally. So. Of course yeah. there is. <laughs> I literally, no kidding, I went to a chicken wing place yeah. and sat down at the bar with my boss and mm-hmm. I look up and I'm like, oh, no way. <laughs> literally right in front of us, there are Jamila, Balton, yeah. Zeton, yeah. uh, Plum Wine. I was this like, only hey. makes sense. Right oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then if you go to the if you go to the actual Kaiju Sakaba, the Kaiju Tavern, mm-hmm. uh, you can get specific mixed drinks and cocktails based on really specific characters. Wow. Uh, yeah, I love yeah. it. I love I seem it. Seem to yeah. remember uh, seeing something about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, yeah. I've been I've now been a few times. Aren't you guys exactly. jealous? <laughs> Hashtag humble brag. Yeah. <laughs> except <laughs> I would say that. Except I'm on the horn with Matt Frank. 
who has been <laughs> to the Kaiju bar probably way more than I have. Dude, I actually have a quick funny story about that. Uh, another another funny Matt was in Japan anecdote. <laughs> Those won't get old fast. Uh, <laughs> the, um, so so I last time uh, I was there, it was like one of the last days we were there uh, this last trip. And uh, I was with a couple of friends. I was actually with uh, Yuji Kaida, legendary illustrator Yuji Kaida, and his wife, Aya. They're very sweet. Just uh, hanging course, out. Of course you were. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they're nice and they're nice people. I just want to spend time nice. with them. Um, <sighs> and so we, uh, you know, we were kind of uh, on our way out. We were, you know, we were just you know, paying our tab and everything. And I was lamenting uh, kind of loudly that I always forget my kaiju punch card because they have a stamp like punch card system. Oh, nice! <laughs> and and uh, and I the manager he 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 knows me. He knows me because I come in all the time. Every time I'm there, and he's like, "Oh, good to see you." And he's very nice. And then, um, or I should say, he's the assistant manager because Baltan is the manager. Of course. Uh, <laughs> But uh, but then uh, I was just kind of like, ah, oh, I always forget it. I think I have about six or seven uh, kaiju cards in You're, my the house. The Meister somewhere. cards, yeah. Um, but uh, and I was just saying too. like, ah, oh, I always forget it. And so he just slips into the back and then comes back out with the with the like the legendary pin that you get when you get so many so many stamps on your oh, card wow. and it was like this oh, nice awesome nice. like baltan uh pin like like metallic pin that i have on my jacket now wow. and i'm like I will, cool. I will i swear to god if anything happens to this i will just start setting fires um, <laughs> lock yeah, pin so yeah you need a locking locking back locking back pin. yeah yeah uh, yeah so yeah um, that's a lot that, of stamps that, uh, you got to get a lot of stamps to get that that's done. kind of how the whole thing started Cool. So let's talk yep. a little bit more about working directly with Subaraya. Like, how did that all go for you? Was it a uh, was it easy to get their approval? How was it compared to working with Toho? I'd love to hear all so, that information. It, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, I mean, honestly, yeah. Uh, uh, as as you know, I've worked with Toho for a really long time, but you really get the impression that as a company they just got a lot going on and they're, they're, they're a big company. They're like a hundred year old company. They've been around for a long time. And so they have a certain way of doing things. It's, you know, they they have Godzilla, you know, as compared to Subaraya, they're just kind of game for whatever. Like <laughs> that's, that's how they've made their money is just basically saying yes to everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I mean, you cannot imagine how many products they have licensed under their various brands. And yeah, they pretty much gave me carte blanche when it came to Redman. They were like, yeah, do whatever you want. And um, I had pretty much done that. I think we got no, I got a no once. I got one no out of everything I've pitched. And it was it was purely because one particular scene in the first issue was a little too violent. And they basically said like, look, even though we have dark stuff, we have violent stuff. It's this one's a little too much. And really we, and, and they're basically, uh, they're it's tracking along with, um, Eiji Tsuburaya's original ethos, which was this stuff should in no way exclude children. Like we can't, 
we can't make this to where like, I don't know. They just, they, it's so it's along with that. That's the only time they ever said no. Everything else. They've just been like, yeah, sure. You want to make your own fusion monster? Go ahead. That's you awesome. want to use this weird, obscure monster that nobody knows about? Go ahead. Do that too. So it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. So speaking of weird, obscure monsters, we have Rachel <laughs> here in studio who loves the Pigmon, mostly Pigmon, but also Garamon. <laughs> sure, uh, sure. I'm kind of curious, like, how did is it Redmon the the Red yes. Man planet? Is it a, are they from his planet? Like there's like a little little Garamon looking monsters in this comic. Okay, so in the original in the original uh, Red Man show, uh, there is an episode where Red Man fights quote unquote Garamon, and it's how do I describe it? So it doesn't really look like Garamon or Pigmon. It just it looks like this weird lumpy thing that has a passing resemblance to both of them. And I looked at that and I was sort of trying to think of a, of a cannon fodder, like uh, something uh, like basically I wanted to establish in the first issue of red man, that there's essentially a, a predatory chain of, of predator prey sort of relationship with, between certain monsters. And then red man is sort of at the top of the food chain. Um, and uh, so I just thought, like, well, I don't just want to have a bunch of pigmons get slaughtered. Thank and... you. <laughs> no, you saved that for Kanegon. Uh, well, Kanegon <laughs> is a special case. Sorry, um, that was that, I don't want. I don't mean to get off topic. Sorry, back to the no, it's okay. Spoilers. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, what is it? Uh, and Garamon, uh, Garamon, I felt weird about using because Garamon is such a specific instance like it's he's so specific to that episode i felt weird about using it and i wanted to, to create something that really referenced the weird kind of because because most of the monsters in uh the red man comic i specifically modeled off of their tv appearances and the way they look in ultraman because the red man suits are all like the kind of dumpy live <laughs> <Yeah>. appearance suits <laughs> they use. <laughs> so the it's been so many years <laughs> since we've built this kind of degradation too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, according to the to the cameraman on the original show, they literally just tied into the roof of a van and uh, Aww, no. <laughs> drove them out to to go film them. Uh, no. But yeah, so I just thought it would be fun to kind of create like, okay, well, this is just a species that just lives on this weird planet. And they're just kind of they're just kind of this life form that just popped up. And uh, they're sometimes just a food source for other monsters. And I don't know. And I, and I thought like, well, there's Garamon, there's Pigmon. I guess I'll just make a third one and may name him Redmon. So, yeah, that was that was it. Okay, so now I'm curious. Does yep. that mean, since this is an officially licensed Subaraya product, that you have created your own kaiju for Subaraya Productions? Oh, oh, Kyle, you have no idea what's coming. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's some stuff that's going to go down in Volume 3 that people are going to be like, oh my god, he's a nerd! <laughs> um, if they hadn't already been well, talking about that, well, it's, yes, it's, yes. I am essentially, yeah, I've, I've created, I, yeah, Redman, Redmon is essentially a new creation. And I, like, as I said, I created a, um, a fusion monster in volume two, uh, which doesn't exist in any of their TV shows or stuff. Although this, since it's a fusion monster, I guess it's not technically original, Okay, but, um, 
Yeah, so there's some stuff that's coming that's like – I haven't created anything whole cloth yet for Redman, but there is some – I'm, I'm really um, taking old stuff and kind of giving it a new coat of paint. Awesome. So, that's fantastic, yeah. dude. Well, I mean, seriously, if I didn't say this already in one of our other conversations, congratulations on everything that you have accomplished, uh, specifically working with you know the big three for Kaiju fans. <laughs> that's pretty – really amazing. When I saw you post that – online i was like dude that's awesome uh, so we all know that you did the comics for idw's godzilla you have now done this officially licensed Superia stuff i'm sure there's more coming uh oh, yeah. but in addition to that how did uh how did you get the gamera or the Daie slash katakawa notch on your belt uh yeah that that was an interesting one as well because i had had this idea for a while, like like uh, back in, um, I think it was 2015, that was the, what anniversary was that for Gamera? Was that the 50th anniversary 20, for Gamera? Yeah, yeah, that would have been 2015. Yeah. 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 So uh, I, I was really frustrated because at the time there was nothing coming out. Like Gamera, I feel so bad for Gamera because he's really kind of in a lot of ways been forgotten. Uh you know, uh, as I understand it, Kadokawa doesn't have the money or the funds to create a new uh, Gamera film the the way they wanted to. Like that short film that everybody was going gaga over, that trailer. Yeah, the, the CGI trailer. trailer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> what 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 I think needs to be clarified based on what I've heard is that that was the tw- the 50th anniversary film. Like oh. just that short film. That was oh, all they were geez. going to do. Dang. So sad. So sad. <laughs> yeah. It, because they don't they don't have that kind of money like to make this giant Hollywood level effects two and a half hour film or whatever. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and on top of that, you know, I just got frustrated and I was literally sitting in a Mexican food restaurant with my wife uh uh, here in Austin and just kind of like, I just, while we were sitting there at dinner, I just spun this story about what I would do for like a tribute comic. And then she said, Matt, just do it. (laughs) Just, just make the comic. I mean, who's going to stop you? (laughs) Get your face out of those taquitos and start making a Gamera comic. Get between me and my taquitos. I will stab you. Um, (laughs) Anyway, that's the one thing keeping me from moving to Tokyo is uh, the fact that uh, Mexican food is extremely hard to find. Um, And I hear that when you find it, it doesn't taste right. It's (laughs) strange. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Strange, Um, not bad, but strange. Yeah. Like pizza. Well, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean I, I don't know i mean it's the same thing for a lot of stuff there like i had nachos when i last went there and i'm like these are nachos <laughs> nice um, <laughs> so anyway all yeah, anyway. back to gamera back to gamera. Yeah, gamera um so i spent like the better part of a year uh working on this comic it i didn't get it done in 2015 like i wanted to because i just had other stuff to work on um and then uh i just I just kind of kept working on it, kept working on it, kept trying to push it through and get it done. Um, and, you know, sort of was teasing people with it a little bit, showing it off a little tiny bit. And and then I, I showed it to um, Andrew, my editor, and he was like, Matt, why don't we just see if why don't you just OK, like like keep the rest of the like, keep it kind of secret, like basically let's keep it to ourselves for now and we'll see if we can't actually get this made as like an official comic. <laughs> 
And I'm like, oh, crap, that actually sounds really cool. So, Man, it sounds like you have people that support you in your life. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what a concept. Um, so, yeah, uh, so, I, that, so I basically like kind of, you know, pulled back on it, pulled back on showing stuff off and things like that. And that's when I uh, – and, and Phase 6 then, in addition to Godzilla and Red Band and whatever else they wanted to get, um, they – got they had a pre-established they had a relationship with dark horse and they were putting out the alien versus predator comics in japan and uh then they and then at one point they were like hey can we re-release the uh the gamera dark horse comics oh and, right. yeah 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 and then they said okay we'll also throw in the uh we'll throw in matt's uh story as sort of a backup story like an origin story for gamera and we'll just oh. release them both together and that's what they wound up doing Oh, cool. I'm going to look for that because I have those 1994 ones. That is fantastic. So how did those turn out in Japan? The the old ones, I mean, the Dark Horse ones. Oh, uh, I mean, it's it's you know, it's basically the you know, they they just they just reprinted it. They translated everything into Japanese, um, which is really funny because I talked to a couple of the translators and they said they were having a really hard time with it because uh, (laughs) one of the one of the characters, uh, this alien in the uh, Dark Horse comic. She uh, speaks – her, her universal translator uh, uh, basically uh, translates the closest thing in English to her native language is American slang from like the 1960s. <laughs> <Yee>. <laughs> so she's got all these really weird lines and um, and so the translators working for the company were like – Oh my God, this is going to put me in an early grave because there is no one to one translation for any of this crap. <laughs> that's, that's so awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that turned out pretty good. And then the, uh, yeah, and then they, they uh, translated. Now, the comic uh, that I did was only about 15 pages. And I actually wrote it with my buddy, um, Josh Bugosh. Yes, that's his name. We actually do call him Osh, uh, Josh Oshkosh Bugosh. Um, <laughs> But uh, he actually wrote the script and he wrote it in a um, sort of a Beowulf style epic poem type of a story. So because the, because the story that I made is uh, is like takes place during the time when the ancient civilization created Gamera. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Is it like an origin story? <laughs> it is. It is. And the. uh I, I really wanted it to sort of be about like, how did the civilization fall? Like what were the events that led to the destruction? I mean, it's essentially Atlantis, but you could call it mood. You could call it whatever you want. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, uh, and, and I, and I got to really, uh, des- design some really fun characters and really great outfits and stuff. Like I got to kind of, uh, turn on the, um, sort of like anime fan part of my brain and design some really cool, like here's the four generals who, who kind of run the ancient society. And each one is based on one of the four heavenly beasts. Like there's a, there's a red Phoenix. There's a, there's the white tiger. There's the, the, uh, 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 the blue dragon. And then there's of course the, the, the black tortoise. And she, is sort of an analog for Asagi in a lot of ways. So I, I basically said that she's Asagi's ancestor. And uh, nice. I don't know. Mm. I thought I was being cute. Um, 
what's up? Did people yeah, not fun. like it? Like it sounds no, really no, no. awesome. I, yeah. I just I'm just I'm here I'm hearing myself talk about it. I'm like Damn, damn. Oh, man. <laughs> don't listen to that inner voice it's that okay. inner voice we all have that inner voice and it's yeah. too loud sometimes everybody in the chat room says it sounds awesome well i appreciate that and i the one thing i really regret is uh we tried to get it released here in the states and um there's currently no plans to get it released in the states in english um i'm gonna i'm gonna look into it i'm gonna see if we tr- can try again sometime in the near future but um, right now, the only way to what we actually did was this was really fun. Uh, at, so Josh lives in Atlanta and I'm in Atlanta every year for Dragon Con mm-hmm. and gee, a huge convention. It's a lot of fun. So this year, what we did was I uh, got a bunch of copies of the comic from Japan and we sold them at my table. And uh, Josh brought a bunch of printed versions of the script in English. And we basically sold like a package deal where you get the comic and you get the English script. So you can kind of read along with it. And and it's pretty easy to, I mean, there's no like dialogue or anything. It's just, um, they're just uh, text boxes with uh, the description of what's happening. So mm-hmm. it's not very confusing to read. So uh you know, it, it, that way people could actually like figure out how to read it in English. Yeah, that'd be that's cool, man. Do you think that you yeah. might actually be able to produce some and sell them at GFest, the actual comic itself? Uh, again, I'd have to I'd have to talk to Phase Six. We'd have to talk to Katakawa. We'll see. We'll see what we can get. What we can figure out. Sure. I'll see yeah. Because I, I got a note, you know, from the the you know the curator of the Shrine of Gamera website, and uh, he uh, doesn't have a copy yet, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, I would be happy to see if I can't get him one. I I mean, every G-Fest, I try to make sure I'm, like, fully stocked on as much of my material, my relevant kaiju material as possible, so I'll see if I can't at least get copies in time for G-Fest. That would be fantastic. And people in the chat room yeah. also agree with me. Everyone Excellent. in the chat room agrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, we talked a little bit about Red Man, and you mentioned that you were working on Volume 3. I don't know if yeah. I said this already because my brain's scattered, but Volume 2 is out any minute now, right? Uh, yeah, they're taking orders right now through Night Shining, uh, Incorporated, Night Shining Inc.'s website, uh, the Red Man official store. Uh, should be taking orders. I think they're also up for order on Amazon because um, it's out in Japan. And this is going to be the English version that Night Shining is putting out. Right, of course. So, yes. yeah. So uh, those those should be available for order. Uh, we're really proud of Volume 2. It's just – it's a lot of fun. Uh, there's just a lot of crazy stuff that happens. And I got to, you know, got to get a lot more kind of obscure monsters in there. Um and then, of course, it all leads up to Volume Three, and then uh, uh, we've got we're in talks of doing more volumes after Volume Three. We're just, you know, we're going to see how things go, see series, see uh, how soon we want to do it, you know, how you know how how do the sales go. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, well, Matt Frank, it has been an honor to talk to you on the podcast. Does anybody have any questions for Mister Frank before we let him go on his way? Uh, I know specifically I'm looking forward to checking out Red Man Volume 2. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I mean, looking forward of course... to Method Man appearing in Series Three. <laughs> <laughs> I knew someone was going to make a Wu-Tang. Yeah, I had to go like, low. I had to go low. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. I, I, for a while there, whenever I mentioned Red Man while I was working on a while I was on a podcast or something, I would have to say like, "Oh yeah, and I've got Red Man Volume One coming out, not Wu Tang." Um, <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's 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 fine. It is a little frustrating when you when you Google Red Man. And the actual <laughs> rapper comes up first. I'm like, that's not what. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that is what. Yeah, mm, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's inbounds. But uh, yeah, so uh, we got a couple people asking if there are any upcoming Giganticast episodes. Yes, I just recorded two uh, the other night. Um, that's my personal podcast, the Giganticast. Uh, we recorded two the other night, uh, one for uh gridman we were talking about the new gridman anime and then cool. another one where we discussed the recent uh legends of tomorrow episode where ishiro honda was a oh character. right yes yes i have yet to see that but it's, it's sort fun. of on it's, my list of things to check out it's, it's really good it's really good and then of course next week we're also recording our review of of the third godzilla anime episode oh. so was there yeah, a Godzilla anime yeah, out there? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> fully aware. Fully aware of the, the anime. Yeah. Uh, well, dude, thank you so much for being part of the broadcast. And thank you for connecting with us and talking about your career as it stands today. It was thank fascinating you, to hear, like literally fascinating to me at least, to hear about the inner workings of Tsuburaya and Katakawa too with this stuff. And again, congrats sure. on all your work, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you again for having me. I, you know, I've, I've always tried to keep a small head about stuff and not, you know, not get an overinflated ego or anything, but I got to tell you being in Japan and finding my Godzilla comics in the official Godzilla store, that's uh that's an ego boost right there. That's like, mm. Oh my God, I've arrived. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they like me. They really like me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and then the, uh, the store employees recognize me and I wow. uh, got to do a little sketch for them that they put up in their store as well. So cool. yeah, that's cool. I feel like a, I'm a special boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Good job. Special boy. Uh, speaking of sketches, should we talk a little bit about what we're giving away next? Uh, this is the Kaiju Sketchbook by Matt Frank. Matt, tell us yes. a little bit about what this is. Okay, so it's uh, not just a Kaiju Sketchbook. It is an officially licensed Subaraya Sketchbook, uh, meaning that it is officially approved. Like, all I had to pay royalties on it. It's... Uh, it's 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 Ultraman. It's all uh, a lot of different stuff. And there's Ultra Q, Ultraman. There's really obscure stuff like Eisenborg and uh, Andromelos and stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a little sketchbook that I had made up for Tokyo Comic Con. I've got my copy here in my hand right now. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, we're giving away one of these. And it, it comes with a uh, custom mini sketch in the front of whoever wins it. Uh, can uh, hit me up with my on my on my email and uh, which I, I'm sure Kyle can hook them up with. And uh, I will only provide yeah. it to the winner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can and I'll and I'll make you a sketch of, of a little character in there and I'll slap it in the mail for you. And uh, you'll get it in uh, eight to ten weeks. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you'll you know get in like you know however many days uh, it takes. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, so it's really fun. So I hope. Uh, 
I hope, uh, yeah, people like it. <laughs> I'm sure the winner will absolutely love it. Once again, Matt, thank you so much for taking part of this whole craziness. And uh, I will see you at G-Fest, if not earlier than that. Quick quick question, Matt, though. Oh, yeah. um, yes. Uh, if, for those of the folks that don't win the sketchbook, um, <laughs> how is there any other way for them to get one? Um, well, it's a little tricky because I only have so many copies here at the house. I'm trying to, I'm trying to hold on to as many as I can for conventions and stuff. Sure. Uh, right now, the best way to get one for me is to, um, come to one of my convention appearances that Perfect. I'm going to be having this year. Are you going to have them at uh, G-Fest? Yeah, I'll absolutely have them at G-Fest. Uh, I, I've got... I've only got a handful here in America. In Japan, I've got about 400 of them. So (laughs) I just have to have them mailed to me, and that's a whole process. Um, Yeah, uh, that's the best way to get them for me right now is at a con, uh, I'm sorry to say. But uh, if you know somebody going to con that I'm going to be at, you know, let them know. And uh, also, uh, check out my new website, mattfrankart.net. I'm going to be posting uh, convention appearance schedules there. So yeah. fantastic. I will also mm-hmm. add a link to that in the show notes for this episode. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Mr. Matt Frank. Thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us today on the emergency broadcast. We will see thank you, you very much, sir. Very soon. I'm sure. Yeah. And until All then, right, bye guys. See ya. Bye. 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 All right. No awkward closing there. All right. So we have a very cool sketchbook to give away. Yeah. I've got the Pigmon head in my hand, shaking it up real good so that, uh, you know, randomize all these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of entries. Wait, is this the last drawing of the Pigman, Pigmon head? No, we've got one more after this. Okay, still. I was going to say, oh. One more after this. Oh, man. Okay, so I just pulled in, uh, put my hand into the mouth, grabbed a name. Oh, awesome. I recognize this name. Congratulations, Joey Palinkas. Oh, right. You just won the Matt Frank sketchbook, yo. Sweet. Yeah, man. Thought, so isn't Joey in the chat? Is I, he in the chat? He might Joey, not be in the, the Joey. If he's if if he might not be in the Joey. He might not be in the chat room. If Joey is not in the chat room, we see him online all the time. We do. Yeah. So uh hopefully you'll hear this on the download. I've got your email address, so I will be sending that to Mr. Matt Frank and he will hook you up with that sketchbook. And don't forget to tell him what you want sketched in the uh, intro to the book. Hamagon. What's the one you want, Dave? T- Tamagon? What? Tamaga? Did I miss something? I don't oh. know. You're, you're, you're monster you can't get yet from uh, the, the, the Popies. Po- oh, Tabra. Tabra. Right, Tabra. Yeah. Just something. Something cool. Something, get something yeah. cool. Get, uh, Nothing get cooler the, than Balton. Uh, yeah. Nothing cooler oh, than Oh, just Balten. get Balton tattooed. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Come on. Tattooed. Man. Everyone should get Balton tattooed on, your on them. On face. Right on your face. Oh, 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 oh. All right, so I'm putting this down. That's a statement is what that is. We are going to go ahead and move (laughs) along to the next item on our agenda, which is another listener question for the co-hosts. Let's see. Where did we leave off? Oh, we left off with the Mothra Kedra thing. Okay. Yeah, that was a stumper. So here's one that will take a little bit longer to talk about, I think. Who would be your dream non-Japanese director that you would like to see tackle a Godzilla film? There's what, only one answer. There's only one answer? There's only one answer. Michael one Bay. One answer. Oh. 
Quidditch. Oh, man. Oh, we have fun, don't we? End of program. Yeah, I don't really like kaiju, so I decided not to put him in there and just put him in hot Ari, you stole my answer. All right. So that's who Sane wants to see. Uh, living what, director that hurt me. Yeah, live. Yeah, let's say living because otherwise it'd just be disappointing. Yeah, that would open it up too yeah. much yeah. for the Orson Welles. Team. Ooh, Robert said John Waters. Uh, who who would you say? Who is Robert your, Rodriguez? Robert Rodriguez. Okay, Ro- awesome. Come on, I mean, no, that's a good one. Yeah. He's got. He literally has everything, including obviously by all the marathons on El Rey. The love of the subject matter that would spill over into the products, Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, sure. any other okay. answer is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about somebody else? What you got, Martin? I have an incorrect answer. All right. Um, so I I am actually a big fan right now of Denis Villeneuve, uh, who did oh. Arrival and the new Blade Runner twenty forty nine. He's yeah. doing Dune, and in Arrival, he did have giant. Yeah. Monsters yeah. that were in there, so be good. Kind of uh, be I good. think he would be. I mean, not cerebral good, and interesting. But he'd be good. Yeah, it yeah. would be totally different. Yeah, all right. But I'm still wrong. Anyone else have a Jodorowsky? Jodorowsky. Yeah. Okay. That might be so. Speaking of Dune, what the would, heck? That would yeah. Jodorowsky'd be all. It'd be they'd never get it made. They'd who, be too wrapped up in art Warner design. That would be beautiful. Who is, who is this? I'm sorry. Who is this person? Jodorowsky. her dog would be amazing doing his kaiju. Oh, okay. Godzilla walks along the beach. His own ennui. <laughs> Angry at everything he sees. Yeah. Not you, Rachel. So, um, I'm going to be weird with it. Uh, Wes Anderson. Oh, oh my God. Tiger, Tiger mentioned that so earlier. I would, be funny. Uh, everything would be centered with an interesting... Super and then <laughs> yes. human characters, of course. Yeah. But, but I think... No. Absolutely no Akira Fukube in that soundtrack. Yeah, so, no, right, not at yeah. all. Think of Life Aquatic with the, you know, the jaguar shark as the like, enemy sure. that you want to revenge. Against, so it could be a kaiju. We would get a Bill Murray kaiju film. I would love it. I, <laughs> I would still watch so these happy. movies. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't turn it down, that's for sure. Yeah. This is true. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Michael Schwartz in the chat just said John Carpenter's Ultra Q. Oh, Ooh, that would I'd be watch that. Oh. I'd totally that watch good. that film. So I don't for actually sure. have a that's good director choice for Godzilla because, I don't know, I feel kind of too close to the material. Plus, I don't know no, any the of these. Was the question Godzilla or was it kaiju? Oh, uh, this was a Godzilla movie, I think. Oh. Didn't I say that? Anyway, should be a Godzilla movie. Kaiju. Still stand by Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah. That, and that's cool. <laughs> and actually, coincidentally, I don't have a director that I would like to say, yes, that person for Godzilla. But if Legendary were to start looking at the other Toho properties to, Heck you yeah. know, add into their MonsterVerse, I have a couple of suggestions here. Uh, Guillermo del Toro for a redone Matongo. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Okay. Yes, I'm I would in. have said actually for. Uh, I would have gone darker for a uh, director for movie. I would say Gar- uh, Guillermo del Toro for uh, Daimajin. Okay. Yeah. That could be cool. That could be cool. And I didn't say his name simply because I just figured Pacific Rim was in there that. Yeah, I understand. The way I look at this, I look at this in terms of like, would you offer this director a Godzilla movie? And if you wouldn't offer this director a Godzilla movie, would you offer this director a different kaiju? Yeah. And so that's sort of what I was thinking. Like, because honestly, I don't really want to see Guillermo del Toro's Godzilla, even though I absolutely love His work. del Toro's yeah. work. Sure. I want, you know what I mean? This is sort of why I'm saying, like, I don't have a good choice for these. I agree. For yeah. Godzilla, but yeah. for. 
These other movies where there's a little more breathing room, in my opinion, I feel like, you know, Del Toro could make a really cool Matango, mm-hmm. you know, Attack the Mushroom oh, People. Yeah. Uh, Space Amoeba, Sam Raimi. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. How about Rodan? That's who I'm saying should make uh, That's cool. Rodan is Robert Rodriguez. You think so? <laughs> Because yeah. right. think of Rodan in terms of its three act structure. You've got sure. your first ha- first act is a horror movie. Your second act is the the horror discovery, and your third act is the big battle stuff, right? Yeah. And like Rodriguez knows how to handle he, he, all he, of that he, stuff. He can do mm-hmm. it. And then uh, just because he said he was interested at one point, I would not be upset if Tim Burton tried his hand at War of the Gargantuas. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think I'm done here. <laughs> <laughs> Back it up. The there, was, there was a time he was a good director. The other there one was, I was thinking there was. was long he's time due. ago. He's due. He's due. Martin's what? really just upset that we haven't said him. I'd like to see uh, Edgar Wright, who did uh, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and, you know, World's He'd End, be because great. to That'd do a fun. kaiju, you know, he did all those parody films, mm-hmm. essentially, of, you know, zombies and action films and what have you. So to do a kaiju version of that would yeah, be pretty yeah, awesome yeah, yeah. to see. Actually, Edgar Wright is probably on my short list for Godzilla. I, some people might remember me mm. saying this a while ago. I was like saying the first enough. Godzilla movie was so dour and so slow yeah. mm-hmm. that for them to get to Godzilla versus King Kong in 2020, this middle movie mm-hmm. has to be uh, oh awesome. Lady Kyle said Edgar Wright for a Gorgo movie remake. Duh. Ah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so yes, it, I was saying like this second movie has to be, in my opinion, it has to be a real actiony film. And you know, so mm-hmm. getting somebody along the lines of a Fast and Furious director or somebody who could turn the heavy action but make it fun and funny at the right times like that honestly is what i was looking for in this second movie the second godzilla Mm. movie and so edgar wright i think definitely could do something (laughs) in that fun and funny in the right place kind of uh kind of vein for sure i didn't what you're really Mike, the Tommy Wiseau can do Reptilicus. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. I did not do that it. That is so funny. <laughs> Reptilicus, you're tearing me apart. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was... don't, like, really want to see somebody remake. Matango and Demon Seed are, like, the two old movies so that's the one I that I totally want to see too. remade. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's like nobody knows who Demon Seed is. Demon Seed movie. and The Prophecy are the two that I would love to that one be not, yeah. Yeah. not the Christopher Walken no. movie. No, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> Mercury yeah. Bear. Yeah. The giant Mercury Bear movie, I think. No, but it's like Matango, I would love to see that get remade. And now I'm like really fascinated. Who's the director who did Autopsy of Jane Doe? Ooh. I could look that up real quick. I don't know. With the internet. I mean, like, just like get like really But somebody dark. earlier in the chat had said that um, the director of Hereditary oh, doing yeah. it, yeah. doing Matango. Oh, yeah. That'd be pretty amazing. Hmm. Could Oliver Stone do Pulgasari? <laughs> as long as he makes it political wow. yes absolutely yeah. you know, i don't know off the top of my head but whatever director did um oh gosh it just came out nobody saw it unfortunately um overlord i saw that it was great oh. it was amazing i think he's got a a good career ahead of him, whatever that, that director, whoever that director is. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, uh, it was excellent. I cool. miss, I miss that one. I'm Overlord was incredible. It was a much. It, they sold so that movie good. as kind of like a gloppy schlock fest. Yeah, silly. It's not. It's not at all. Really solid and straight uh, ahead. I'm it's so like it's really well done. Yep. 
Yeah. Good. That's a good call. I don't remember that director's name, but that that would be a good director. But as far to get as slocky, like sloppy that. movies, there's one called Mad Heidi that's coming out that looks pretty hilarious from oh, the yeah. directors of Iron Skies. Apparently, it's, oh, wow. they're Swiss, back. It's the first Swiss exploitation movie. Apparently, <laughs> we got some. We have some more. Uh, some more incredible suggestions director here. Suggestions. M Night Shyamalan for a Mysterians remake. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Again, he did make good movies once. So Sure, sure. But And Glass may be good, for all we know. I'm I really actually was thinking, I, I did consider Mysterians in my non-Godzilla Toho movie. Sure. And honestly, I feel like uh, the Spielberg Close Encounters... Not Close Encounters. What is that Spielberg movie that he did that was an old War of the Worlds? Oh, some little his movie War of the e. Worlds was yeah, little movie called E.T. <laughs> yeah, no, his War of the Worlds was pretty good. It and I would actually 50, say 50. that Cruise you, yeah. in terms I of like it that. being like an that. alien, in, a modern yeah, day alien invasion yeah. film, it was amazing. I could yeah. see the Mysterians yeah. translating the into something like that. Yeah, if it wasn't for that, that you hate every single human in that movie. Sure, like, yeah. It would, its atmosphere was amazing. And if it was that yeah. level That's of like point. dread, would be amazing to see on a film. Mm-hmm. Any other uh, Toho, or actually non-Toho, reboots that you would like to see from uh, the kaiju oeuvre? Hmm. Hmm. I mean... I, I don't need space in me, but I forgot about it. It's like, <laughs> that would be so good. That Sam Raimi space in me, that would be so good. I think good. it would be awesome it because be he can do goofy and he can do gar- you know, oh, dark. So you know, he can get it all done anyway. The right, the right director, Degaro, would be pretty interesting because it could be really surreal. And of which one? Degaro would be... Could be the really jellyfish. interesting. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm saying with the right director. Right yeah, now, yeah. It could be he, very surreal I mean, let's not... You know, mince words. It would not be too difficult to make that movie better than it actually oh, is. Like no. it's uh, one of the ones from the Toho Library that is guaranteed to put me to sleep. Almost, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Uh, all right. So instead of uh, lingering more on yeah. this question, let's give away another prize pack. Ooh. All right. All right. So let's see. The is last prize pack time? I had, yes, was number four. This is prize pack number five. Who's doing prize pack question number five? Number five is Martin. All right. Martin's going to ask the question, but let's find out what's in prize pack number five real quick. We've got a Kaiju Core lanyard. We've got a Kaiju footprint print. Yeah, that's (laughs) because they're for me and I had a ton of them. Got to get rid of those lanyards. Well, I guess I'm just going to take them all out now since Dave doesn't approve of them. I've seen one. I don't actually know if they're... Nerds love lanyards. Yeah, Yeah. we sure do. So in addition to this amazing, which I should have saved for last lanyard, (laughs) we have a footprint pin. uh, We have a Dr. Tongue's goodie bag. We have the WizKids Desu Goji figure, a WizKids Shodai Goji figure, a WizKids Slattern figure with a little card. A Nishikawa coaster provided by celebrity icons. Uchison magazine number 73 from 1995. A big Godzilla special effects uh, collection. What is that? Big Godzilla special effects Tokusatsu 10 Chirashi mini poster. A Jurassic World mini poster, a.k.a. Chirashi. A Godzilla bandana that is from the Godzilla Hotel in Shinjuku. Oh, my. you can match my dog because he has one somewhere in this house. <laughs> a my kaiju five by seven hetera print, which Ooh. is beautiful work by John Ruffin. Works of Keizo Murase cards, 
a Redman foil card, a Monster Project CD, a Monster Zero DVD magazine, which is just the magazine, not the DVD, and a Toho Special Effects Movies Authentic Visual Book Volume 4 for Biolante. Wow. Oh, that's not all. There's also an autograph from... uh, Sugutoshi Komada, the guy who played Jet Jaguar in 1973's oh. Megalon. Super fun. And an autograph from Carl Craig from Gamera vs. Virus. Uh, there are also kaiju sketches from Giuseppe. And nice. one of our maniac video Pogasari tapes is in yeah. prize pack number five. I'm super wow. jealous of those. I think after you get rid of all the <laughs> kaiju cast lanyards... Next one, Kaiju cast macrame rope owls. Ooh. I think that would be who who you. in here is my macrame specialist? You're in Portland. Uh, none of us. None of us. They're around. All right. Macrame Dave, belts. I'm just gonna put you on that project. All right, man, I'm on it. All right. So like who's got the rice. question? Mr. Martin Babra. Uh, I do, and since I was asked to make this more difficult, this is a two there there are two names in this. And you have to have them both, and they have to be in the same line. If you only get one, or if you hit return, you don't get it. You got to get yeah, both names. Is that okay, line. Rachel? Get that's nothing. right. Thank you. Yeah. So yes. good day, sir. We're, that's right. Crack that whip. <laughs> so yeah. both names, same line. Here you go. Name the two people that the film Pacific Rim are dedicated to. So now we're looking in the chat room, making sure that so quiet. (laughs) (laughs) People are getting their DVDs out and skipping to the final chapter. Yeah, zipping through all of those. Nicely done, Linus. Awesome way to go, Linus. (laughs) All right, Linus Fitness. Linus Fitness Center. Linus Fitness Center. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he just logged in with his Facebook thing or something. Or he wants to promote it. <laughs> Go fitness. Well, so, congratulations, dude. That is correct. The correct to answer claim this is prize, you have to do ten crunches. Right? Uh, yes. Your blanket. Uh Ray Harryhausen and Ishiro Honda. Congratulations, Linus. Linus. Anyway, What's please. Your uh, name? It's Mr. Fitness Center. To Mr. You. Fitness. No, not to me. We're buddies. Okay, We're Facebook friends. <laughs> to me, then. Anyway, uh, send an email to controller at kaijucast.com with a subject line of prize pack number five and uh, hook me up with your address, man. We'll get this sent out right to you. All right. Uh, fitness Sitter Son. Fitness Sitter. That is. <laughs> That is definitely what it is. Fitness Center. Fitness Center. <laughs> All right. So let's see. That's prize pack number five. And we still have prize pack number six. Wow. And the final drawing, which is for the X plus. I hope we don't run out of Kong language. Skull Island. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> we're not going to run out of lanyards. We could add several more awesome. prize packs and not be in What's danger of running you? out of lanyards. This is live, baby Roman. Don't you have a lanyard? Thank you very much. No. What? I don't have a Kaiju Cast lanyard. Rude. See, that's my, rude. That's, 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 you didn't that's give rude. him a lanyard? That's my, pro- that's my problem. I'm I've probably given Dave three lanyards, <laughs> and he just doesn't remember them. That is entirely <laughs> possible. <laughs> I don't remember what I had for breakfast. (laughs) All right. So I think we should just go ahead and uh, dip into prize pack number six here. So this is the big prize pack from the Kaiju cast. And then after we do this one, we'll uh, follow that up with the drawing for the Kong 
Skull Island figure Ooh. prize pack. Number six includes... What do you think, Dave? I'm going with lanyard. Yes! <laughs> right! Just a yeah, lanyard. I knew it! Else. A lanyard. <laughs> the lanyard uh, Kaiju cast <laughs> uh, the footprint pin. Dr. Tongue's goodie bag. Whiz Kids. Uh, oh, Prize Pack 6 includes the entire set of Jaegers from WizKids and their cards. So that's Gypsy Danger, Coyote Tango, Cherna Alpha, Striker Eureka, and Crimson Typhoon. It also includes the 2014 Godzilla and the 1962 Godzilla from WizKids. Uchison Magazine Volume 90 from 1999. Big Godzilla Special Effects Chirashi. A works of Keizo, oh, some works of Keizo Marase cards. My Kaiju's Godzilla Collage, beautiful work again from John Ruffin. A Jeff Zorno Godzilla Oblivion comic, which was donated by a listener at Rose City Comic Con, oh, whose name I so cannot nice. find. Oh. So I'm bad, but he's awesome. Uh, and anyway, there's a Mad, a Mad Monster issue, Mad Monster Magazine, a special graphics Godzilla versus Mothra book, magazine book. A Godzilla 60 Complete Guide magazine book. A Red Man card. I think it's a f- another foil card. A Mecha Godzilla Disguised Godzilla. And Desugoji Battle Cards. Wow. So three little cards. Thick. Uh, Monster Project CD. The Pulgasari Maniac Video VHS in that beautiful orange clamshell. An autograph from Sutomo Kirigawa. And from Sunny Chiba. What? Whoa. What? And another Nishikawa coaster. Another Nishikawa coaster. Sunny Chiba. <laughs> and uh, that's awesome. I don't know why you're laughing at Sunny Chiba. No, I love I him. It's like this is <laughs> not okay. This is like uh, he's those, gonna steal that. Those autographs and the coaster are from celebrity icons. In addition to this, uh, oh, kaiju sketches as well. Those are not from celebrity icons, but uh, celebrity icons I'm also just- added. The M1 Matongo necklace. Okay. Oh. This is a tiny little M1 Matongo figure on a little gold chain. And uh, I know that people who collect M1 figures are kind of like really into getting these things. So uh, I do not have one. And uh, I reluctantly put it into the box. But this is not something from my collection that I don't feel the spark joy for. This is something that was donated by celebrity icons. You know, it really, you know, it really spiked the ball in this gift box. Was that (laughs) two lanyards? (laughs) Oh my God. Because, you know, like, Wait, t- it's like... Let me see if I have some. Valentine's, yes, t- Valentine's Day is a month from tomorrow, man. <laughs> we gotta, oh, like... Lord. We gotta work up to this. Dave, I'm gonna load you up with lanyards. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have so many lanyards on, you're not gonna know what to do with them. Oh, my god! All right, so prize pack number six. The question goes to... Me. Rachel right. Cook. Okay, well... Let's see here what people can answer. The answer is not Pigmon, for the record. Just throwing that you out You should there. probably not read the chat while you're reading the question out loud. I know. I <laughs> people know. are already answering Pigmon. They haven't, but that they've done that in so years. They do that all the Pigmon. time. They do that all the time. Pigmon, so, Pigmon. So I'm just throwing that out there. Um, okay. What group brought the Dorats from the future? All right. So the first person with the correct answer is going to win prize pack. Number six, 
Nicely yes, done. Boom. Michael nice work, Schwartz. Michael. Very good. All right. That didn't take the my first guess, too. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm jealous. Nicely done. All right. Yeah. So, Michael, please send me an email to controller at kaijucast.com <laughs> to secure your lanyards in your prize packs. Uh, yeah, no, just put a prize pack number six in the subject matter, and oh, uh, wow. we'll get that sent out to you, man. That's a good name for a uh, production company. Two lanyards. Two lanyards, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to go into business with the two lanyards? We are now with a name like that. Are you we'll produce me? lanyards, two of them, at all times. <laughs> at all times. How many lanyards are in production? Always two. Always two. <laughs> there are always two. Nice. Uh, okay, so I think what we should do is we should take one more question from the listeners and just kind of talk a little bit about it before we move along to the final prize of the episode. Yes, I'm single, ladies. Um, <laughs> Dave is not. That's not a surprise, I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> okay, Ghostbusters scenario, guys. Let's bring let's bring the room back up from Sane's ER move there. <laughs> oh dear. I'm afraid there's no ladies in the chat room. <laughs> yeah, sorry, dude. <laughs> there's a shot. Except for Kyle, exactly. she's there. Yeah. yeah. Not too surprising. Ghostbusters scenario. Choose the form of our world's destructor <laughs> in oh, kaiju man. form. And not destroy you. <laughs> I don't know if I would say that necessarily. I mean, it seems apt. It's already in the name. It's in the name. That's lazy. <laughs> um, I'm just going to go old school. Go Gina. All right. Yeah. The big G. Big G. Uh, probably the Trump baby balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Well, that's a little bit too derivative of Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, but it, it works for me. All right. So how about you, Rachel? Well, I forgot what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> Who will be the kaiju to destroy our world? Oh, Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to cheat and steal Arian's answer. <laughs> Hedera, because that's a good one. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's the most realistic. It is, yeah. Yeah. it is pretty it's really realistic. Good. Is there like, now I'm depressed. <laughs> Climate yeah. change, Oman, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, death by Dorats. Oh, that's sad. No. Or Pigmon. Oh, but they're friends. Uh, well, Pigmon is the friend to, the form has friend to yeah. all children to all who pigs. want to kill the universe. Yeah. Gretchen, right. who will be our destroyer? It's going to be Biolante because we he's like may or she I'm sorry she, she yes. is made of GMO <laughs> and that stuff's wrecking us. Just saying. <laughs> Cancer for everyone. Oh man, oh, Martin, yeah. do you have a, a destroyer of the world? I do. I think it's going to be the Japanese Defense Force and War of the Gargantuans. We will die of boredom. <laughs> and lasers and and eventually a laser eventually lasers. eventually what are you right. trying to say yep. they take a long time it. to look up wow. everything yeah uh i would say for i'm just gonna also cheat and i'll go with a tag team scenario and king Ghidra and gigan are probably what i'd want to see destroy this earth because i think they would destroy it utterly <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right so I think we're going to go ahead and move along to our final drawing. This is brought to you by Flossie's Gifts and More, I believe is the name of their website. Uh, if you are unfamiliar, one of the huge X-Plus fans out there is John Stanowski, who runs Kaiju Addicts, which is a uh, website, Kaiju Addicts, yes, 
if you're addicted to kaiju. Mm. It will help get you clean. No, it will not. It will actually further you down the path of (laughs) self-destruction because (laughs) they constantly feature these amazing X-plus figures. And uh, then you go, oh, yeah, I I can afford that. That's cool. yeah, Yeah. And the next thing you know, you can't. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, John and Flossie have graciously, graciously donated one X plus figure to this giveaway. We're giving away the 19, not 19, the 2017 King Kong from Kong Skull Island as produced by X plus and Star Ace Toys. Is it here? No, I oh, wish it I was because it. it's oh, okay. beautiful. Yeah, I'll show you pictures uh, when we're done. Just okay. don't don't let me forget. Does it look like Kong? It does look like the one from the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, King Kong. Just to make sure we're yeah. talking about the right Kong, not Donkey Kong. Yeah, not Donkey Kong, not <laughs> Gerald Kong. Yeah, any, exactly. you know, not anyway, Kong. So, uh, <laughs> who wants to be the the awesome person to reach into this box and pull out a name? Just have Rachel do it. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, Martin's yeah, gonna do oh, it. Yeah, Martin, bring oh, Mar- it. Oh, Martin's gonna do. Are we gonna, do, are we gonna oh, yeah. do a drawing for the Pigmon box after this? Oh no. Oh, I mean, we, we could. It's the last broadcast. It's gonna be kind of pain to shit. Oh, I didn't talk about that actually. Anyway, Martin, who's on your name there? Who's on your piece of paper there? What name? All right, folks. The drum roll is Brian Clark. Brian right, Clark. Brian awesome. Clark. Congratulations, Sweet. dude. <laughs> Which Brian fantastic. Clark? Brian Clark is uh, he's a fan who's been listening for a long time. No, just yeah. saying, there's yeah. got to be five thousand. He's like he's, like, he's another one? one of those guys like yeah. Matt that Frank who's got <laughs> two two first names. Yeah. Brian, Clark. <laughs> Matt Frank. Brian Clark. Congratulations, dude. Uh, I will get that sent to you from Flossie herself. All right, so there is only one other thing that I wanted to talk about, and it's something that, uh, you know, it's this is 10 years. Oh. We're celebrating 10 years of doing the podcast yes. today. Uh, and the reason we're doing this on January 13th is because I'm pretty sure our very first podcast was January 11th. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Ooh. 2009. So yeah. 10 years of doing this. Uh, this, unfortunately, is going to be the last emergency broadcast that we do. Uh, number eight is going to be not the last episode of the podcast, but just our last live show in this format, because this is the last year of the Kaiju cast as an audio podcast. Uh, it's not something now that <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? I'm waiting for like the sadness. Oh, yeah, here it is. <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, yeah, it's, it, you know, it's a, it's been a Oops, long process. A sad face emoji. I love doing the podcast, but you know what I love doing more than the podcast is creating cool stuff. And so this is not the end of me creating cool stuff, especially in the kaiju genre. This is basically the, the beginning of the next phase of whatever project I'm focusing on. Um, and we are going to continue doing episodes throughout the year. So it won't be the kaiju cast is 11 years. It'll be 10 plus or 10 ish years. Uh, you know, when I first started the, doing this show, there were no kaiju podcasts out there. I was the, the, in fact, actually, there was somebody who did a podcast, but they didn't keep it online. And so I never even got to hear ah. that. Hmm. We're talking really old time, you know, old timey stuff. You kids today with your modern <laughs> devices and smartphones wouldn't understand this. But back in the day, you did not necessarily have an iTunes <laughs> to put your podcast up and have everybody fine. Uh, anyway, so uh, the deal is I've been doing this for 10 years. I love doing the show. I love producing stuff. And we are going to do uh, more episodes this year. And then I have a project called Collect All Monsters that I'm working on, which is about collecting toys. I'm working on that with some other people. I'm also going to take this opportunity 
to learn some technologies that I don't know. I'm also going to take this opportunity to look at the chat to see what everybody is <laughs> laughing at. Patrick said, I listen to this when I work out. I'm going to get fat. Great. <laughs> it's all your fault. Okay. Okay. Hang on. Let's talk about that. There were no podcasts when I started, but now there's a ton of Godzilla podcasts out there. And some of them are super good. So definitely check out some of the people that we've some showcased. Are bad. Some are bad. You know, yeah. you can't get around that. I, you know, I spent a lot of time trying to make my show as amazing as possible. And uh, I'm hoping that I can just do that with my next projects. Uh, but definitely check out, you know, Kaiju Transmissions podcast, Kaiju Vision Radio. Did you guys know that Jorge from Lost has a Kaiju podcast? Wait, what? See, it's there's an oversaturation thing but going on. But does it on. suck? Uh, no. Oh, no. you paused. I paused because I have very, <laughs> very high standards. Yes, you do. And uh, I mean, I take a lot of pride in the, in the things that I produce, and I just want everybody to take that kind of pride in what they produce. Uh, I definitely we'll, would suggest there are lots of podcasts out there that I don't think Jorge to. would let us guest on it, though. Probably not. Probably not. Probably so, not. So, Screw that. Yeah. Forget you, Jorge. No, they seem actually pretty cool. Uh, I listened to a couple of their episodes, and they're they're just a different vibe, different vibe from what we do here. And again, we are going to continue doing some bucket list episodes. Uh, this year, I have several, several, several subjects that we are definitely going to be covering. I have never been able to do an Ultra Q episode. We're doing an Ultra Q episode this year. We've never done an Ultraman episode, so we're going to do that. I already have a plan in place and the co-host awesome. picked out and everything for it. And I've never seen any of those, so I would love to. Yeah, see, I mean, this is sort of, this is our opportunity to sort of touch on those things <laughs> that I haven't been able to do for one reason or another. We will have a few more Daikaiju discussions. There will be a Daikaiju discussion. I'm sure everybody's excited for the third anime film. And uh, we will do a Daikaiju discussion for the new Legendary Pictures film when it comes out as well. Yes. And uh, there might be another. Who knows? We'll see. We're going to sort of play some of this year by ear. Uh, I would definitely keep listening if I were you. We're definitely going to be continuing to give some stuff away. And we will be at some of the shows. Actually, I'm kind of curious, as it stands right now, anybody in this room aside from me planning on going to G-Fest? Mm, yeah unfortunately the money monster yeah. has bitten both yeah. i spent all my money ladies here. on my cat richie same so, not on her cat um, but my cancer i said it family friendly again again <laughs> but uh anyway so unfortunately uh gretchen and rachel are not gonna be able to join us Sorry. at g-fest this year but you know we're gonna keep hoping for the future keep hoping for the future come visit portland y'all yeah come visit portland yeah. when we have our Oh, no, we don't have a kaiju convention Rose here. City yeah. Comic Con. There you go. We'll be pro- there. There's a project for you. Yeah, we'll probably do, you know, another Rose City Comic Con. Oh, don't think that I don't have a kaiju convention, convention plan? Uh, plan in place, or you at least moving rock towards. Rock that noise, baby. Yeah. That would be well, awesome. I got a lot of projects on back burners right now, and I love, like I said, I love doing the podcast, but because I have consistently put out content month after month after month and, like, with the only exception being last month, December of 2019. That is the first time since we started doing two plus episodes a month that I've only done one episode in, in a month. Yeah. 
slacker <laughs> holidays, holidays you know, right that's totally so, that's that's what totally it ended imbalanced. up happening i came back from japan and i kept telling lady kyle i was like we got to get on mic i got to talk about this exhibit i went to and then i was like man i really like sleeping late <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, is there gonna be a listener party at g-fest still there will be a listener party at g-fest in fact at g-fest i am still planning on doing the talk show format so oh. if uh anybody who i was talking to at g-fest is listening that's where I'm going to try really hard to get the guests from G-Fest to sort of literally be on a live talk show on the stage with me. And we'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we are going to continue things on through this year, like I said. So, you know, if you've got your towel out and you're crying, just, you know, wipe away those tears. <laughs> we still have a lot of cool stuff coming out this year. Uh, we've given away so many cool things tonight. I would like to specifically thank everyone who donated prizes. Let's thank Mark Peterson and Dr. Tongue. Thanks, Mark yeah. Peterson. Yeah. Thank you. He's the yeah. best. Uh, if you are in the Portland area, definitely check out his shop. I had that shop. It's pretty awesome. I was in there yesterday. Such a cool dude. It's, and I'm really glad, Mark, if you're still listening, I'm really glad you're back in business here in Portland. Uh, big thanks to, actually, to the Kaiju Bros for donating those WizKids little figures. Big thanks to my kaiju for donating all of those cool prints. A special thanks go out to celebrity icons, of course, for donating all of those amazing autographs and coaster sets and the little M1 Matongo figure. And of course, celebrity icons brings a ton of guests to these different shows that happen all throughout the year. Uh, I just want to mention a few that are happening. Days of the Dead in Atlanta, Georgia, January 25th through the 27th, will have both Ben Furuya, the Ultraman actor, and Godzilla actor Sutomo Kitagawa will be on hand to sign autographs. They will also be appearing July 12th through the 14th at Crypticon, Kansas City. Additionally, Power Morphicon uh, is coming to Texas. They will be in Pasadena, Texas. Not California, Pasadena, Texas, April 6th through the 7th. Featuring Zoo Rangers Yuta Mochizuki and Reiko Chiba, and also Godzilla illustrator and designer Shinji Nishikawa. Later this year in August, Japan World Heroes is coming back for their second show, and they are welcoming Millennium Godzilla suit actor Sutomo Kitagawa, King Kong Escapes star Linda Miller, Ultraman Towards the Future star Dore Kraus, and Godzilla illustrator and designer Shinji Nishikawa. So, yeah, big thanks to Jim at Celebrity Icons for donating all that awesome stuff for the prize packs. Very nice. Uh, thanks to Night Shining Incorporated for donating the Redman stuff. Thanks to Matt Frank. Thanks to Kevin Derendorf for donating their items. And, of course, big thanks to Ed Holland for putting together the prize pack and connecting with me for the special mission report. Uh, oh, my gosh. I feel like I have... Lost track of who I was thanking. Thank you to Maniac Video and to Kaiju Sketches as well. This has been a long, fun episode. Thank you guys all here for, hey, for being hey, here. Thank you. Thank you. Taking part in our final emergency broadcast. And of course, thank you to the listeners who are joining us live. All 30 plus of you who joined in the chat room. It has been absolutely amazing to, uh, to spend this time doing this live show. But... I'm not going to miss doing the process of setting up these live shows. That is for sure. Uh, anyway, we're going to go ahead and close the show out with one final track. Is there anything anybody would like to share with the listeners before we literally wrap this entire thing up? I'm getting a big fat no. Not uh, saying it's goodbye. 
No, definitely say. not goodbye. See so long. <laughs> well, I, you know, so I've been part of the experiment for 10 years. You have. Since you the have. first yes. episode, Ooh, I think. True, very true. And it has been awesome. I haven't made it to every episode, but I've made it to a lot. And this has been, it, it's been really amazing. I've loved all of this. And, and more than anything, the movies weren't always the number one thing, but it was always hanging out with everyone here and being a part of this. Mm-hmm. That was always the number one thing. So, and I appreciate that. And you created that. And I, I love it. Thank you. Yay! Thank you to Kyle. But we still got, you know, like you say, we still got 11 months of this. We still got 11 months of this. Number of episodes. Let's not get sappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not getting it. It's December. No, no, no. But it's very sweet. Well, and then the last episode can be a very special eight hour long podcast. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, I'll just hit record and walk away. You guys say whatever you want. The unedited episode. Ooh. Rachel, then you could say really drunk. Tell you're your best friend. I hope at least one more yak attack. One more yak attack. Maybe that's what it'll be. Maybe the final episode will be a yak attack. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. What a long, strange road it's been. It has been strange. In fact, I was saying this during our last episode, like this being part of the podcast and driving the podcast and creating all of this over the years is less just about the podcast and it's more about just sort of taking me in the direction where I want to sort of be. And like this next phase of what I end up doing is still going to be awesome. Martin, I'm sure you'll happy. You'll be happy to hear that I'm going to uh, <laughs> take some classes on after effects and learn how to animate some stuff Ooh, for videos. So, nice. Um, in fact, I know if anybody's mentioned it or anybody's even thinking about it in the back of their heads, I said something about, oh, yeah, we'll reboot the Daikaiju discussions and do them in a chronological order. That's all changing. I still have big, big plans for the Daikaiju discussion, and I have big plans for all sorts of things involving the name Kaiju Cast that it's not going to go away by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but like, we're going to have, uh, videos we're going to keep doing the videos i have a lot of subscribers on youtube and it's time to really work on that because a lot of times i do these daikaiju discussions and i finish listening to it and i go man that was awesome god it would have been really cool if it was a video though yeah so yeah i'm gonna i i really i mean i went to school for video production so <laughs> i'm gonna get back on that horse <laughs> anyway just as a hobby for fun but uh you know if i can make this into something that eventually i could make it into a job where i become the american kaiju professor for real or whatever i'd be down for that mm-hmm. kaiju you kaiju you <laughs> uh you kaiju you man <laughs> <laughs> anyway well we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up thank you to everybody involved with this particular program it has been one hell of a three-hour program guys trademark that kaiju you thing <laughs> <laughs> oh i should have i should have said it uh we we're trying to get a hashtag going for Lady Kyle's cousin, crush it like a kaiju. So, <laughs> if I can recall doing that later on when I uh, when I share that Instagram story, we'll do that. Uh, but for now, fair listeners, we are going to close out this episode with one final track. This is Zebrahead's Godzilla versus Tokyo. Thank you again for listening. Thank you guys again for being here. You're welcome. Yeah, we'll you. see you next month. Jamata. Bye.